All right, welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Kilgallen's Pub, also on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub. Uh, it's got a very fun one in store for you. Oh, you can follow me everywhere at Joe Kilgallen. I'm on all the platforms. Big thanks to everyone who's been listening. Great feedback the last few weeks. Some fun, um, some fun episodes, some fun guests. And that shit continues with today's guest. I've got Chicago comedian, uh, filmmaker, podcast host in his own right, and we'll talk about your podcast. We've got Toby McMullen. What's up, my man? What up, doggy? How you doing, dude? I'm doing great, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Your curls are bouncing in a nice way. I know. I got... With the cameras, I got uh, I got real diva like. I was I was checking them, making sure that the fluff was on point. You know, I'm very diva like in that sense too. Uh, are you? I yeah, can't... no, I do. I care about how I look. Are are you are you like a are are you like a looks bro? I am kind of um I'm a, I've been called. Here's the funny thing about my journey into becoming a pretty boy. <laughs> Well, you're not that pretty. I'm not that pretty. Well, for a comedian, for a comedian, for a comedian, okay. There's a curve there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're, you're, in the, say, you're in the you're in the upper upper mid level fuckable comedian. Yes, people will say stuff like, "Oh, that, you know that that person's a Utah five or no, a, a Utah ten, a California five. Oh yeah. I don't know why I'm picking Utah, but it felt right because they're all ugly as fuck. Right? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Do I have listeners in Salt Lake? I'd love to come to your town. Pay me. Uh, <laughs> but what happened was, um, I do have some features that I've been told by women. That are considered good features that I never knew about. Listening, but and then when someone said, "Yeah, especially that one," and then I just started flaunting. You got when you got it, you flaunt. You flaunt that butthole, especially <laughs> on a nice, warm spring you gotta give day. Give a show, right? I don't disappoint. I'm a showman before I'm anything else. <laughs> and so then I kind of got pretty boy-ish. Right on. You know, like I remember someone saying, "Like, uh, oh, you got the, like a nice cleft in your chin." I remember going, "Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, now I gotta." Make sure that looks good. Or I got like just little shit like that. I never, I wasn't even aware of anything like that. A girl complimented my shoulders once. So I started wearing like shirts were just a little bit tighter on the shoulders, you know, like just, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I I just recently started caring how I look and I still look like shit. No, I think you got a good, you got a good aesthetic. You got a good, you know what I mean? Yeah, it works. I know. Feng shui with the way your curls go that way. You got the wavy curls, which are nice. Yeah. They're They're not like the tight curls. It fluctuates based on like weather and all that bullshit. Because as a white dude, you don't want the tight curls. It no. just doesn't look good to have like that kind of curls. No, you, you come out with that hard Hasid look. Yeah, Hasid? That's, it's, it sounds mad ignorant either way I say it. Either way. that's This this podcast was almost called Mad Ignorant. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel when I talk. Oh, I got a quick, quick – sorry. I got to correct something last week on the podcast. A podcast with Rhea Butcher. She's big, they're a big baseball fan. Fuck. And I um, – and I said something stupid. I meant to say Lefty Grove, and instead I said Walter Johnson. So you diehard baseball fans who are listening, my bad on that one. Also, Rhea, you were wrong. Trevor Bauer did pitch in the World Series, and I remember being like about to correct, but I didn't want to like. There's in my brain. I'm there like, is Man, maybe I am wrong. You know, one fucking guy listening to this going, "Thank you." <laughs> You'd be surprised. That one guy I know, Kevin Olsta. I know it's you, man. You were listening last week going, "Kilgallen's fucking that one up." <laughs> Come so, on. Thanks, bud. All right. Anyway, so, so back to you. Um, Toby, I'm excited to have you on, man. And uh, you have a podcast. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, we got a, I got a podcast on the network, People of Comedy Network. Um, we had to be retooling the name. We are on the People of Comedy Network. Yeah, it used to be called the Pop Studios. Well, we're in, no, this is the Pop Studios, People of Comedy Network. Yes. Okay, but the network's People of Comedy. Correct. Yes. Okay, because I'm not going to promote Pop Studios. You don't have to. The room or, is Pop Studio. Okay, the room is Pop Studio. But the network is People of Comedy. So eventually there's going to be peopleofcomedy.com. 
There, yes. You own that? That is coming, yes. I didn't just say that and fuck it up. People are going to be like, No, oh, I, I do own that. it and it is coming. All right, great. And there's other awesome podcasts on there. I need to make sure I mention that every time I forget sometimes. So thank you for bringing that up. Now let's talk about your podcast. Yeah. I was, I've been a guest in a weird way where I've just- The pop-in. I'm the, I'm the pop-in guy. Oh, that, and that's <laughs> the vibe of the show we wanted. The show is called The Sauce. It's comedians reviewing hot sauce, talking shit. I wanted it to be like a comic hang, you know, let people pop in, jump in. So we always have an extra mic for anybody who wanders in. Toss them some incredibly fucked up sauce. Ruin their day. It's a good time. It's you got to get, you say the actual tagline. You didn't say the tagline. The tagline is hot sauce and hot goss. Yeah, baby. Oh, well, that's, is that not yours? No, that's it? Master Chief James Webb. Oh, James bullshit. said that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I no. thought you came up with that. No, I'm not a 13-year-old girl. I All don't right, say fair. goss. That is a solid Goss, tag, short Colby. for gossip. How dare you? But, oh, but you pronounce yeah, he it also wanted to name the show Hot Shots, which is just terrible. Hot Look, Shots. I just didn't want to work that hard in Photoshop. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm digging the tattoo, by the way, buddy. Thanks, baby. Yes, yeah. so our producer, everyone, James Webb, went to New England to get a tattoo from a specific artist, correct? Yeah, Jesse Ricks. It's a sleeve that you will now see on camera if you're watching live. By the way, people listening to the podcast on like Apple or SoundCloud or Stitcher, we also do stream live on Facebook and maybe eventually we might make the switch to YouTube. We're, we're migrating. We're not that happy. Yeah. We're not that happy with uh, Facebook. Not so currently. my Facebook listeners right now are watchers right now. So just be on the lookout. We might be uh, making the jump to YouTube. Yeah. And if you, if you I'll describe James tattoo, if imagine what a 13 year old, boy in a basement okay you're you're right. muted fuck oh uh, dude why would you mute that that could have been a great clip let him finish it what is a 13 year old boy 13 year old boy in a, in a basement drinking mountain dew code red fantasizing about what he has a fucking halo tattoo okay. it, first of all it's mountain dew live wire asshole <laughs> it's, 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 just is it really a halo tattoo shotgun yeah. game fuel it's halo right there you know, I've got a funny story about Halo. So I was late Ain't a to... Meanwhile, which is tight. Yeah, baby. Are you a video game guy, Toby? Lightweight. Lightweight. Okay, I would be even lighter than lightweight. I was... What happened was when I was like in third grade or fourth grade, I had like my first like bad report card, which I ended up having nothing but after that, I think. Or maybe I was just a troublemaker. I can't remember where it was. Yeah, I was but I got trouble. that you ever had a good report card. No, I was an honor student for <laughs> up until like fifth grade, and then um, women came around. You know what I mean? Girls started to develop, they and started, Joey took oh, notice. They, they started catching eyes on those shoulders. They noticed, right? <laughs> you know? I had the shoulders, I had the cleft chin, I had the baby blues. Don't forget the baby blues, Toby. Ah, then, you, then you bust that butthole out, and it's game over, dog. That wasn't, I didn't discover that until later on. Come on, man. I wasn't, <laughs> how ahead of your game are you that you noticed your butthole in grade school? That's that, That'd be... You know, this was the late '90s, man. Oh, I got mirrors in weird places in my house growing up, bro. All right, well, that's well, that's that's your Florida upbringing, which we will get to. Okay, um, so I, uh, I in grade school, as I was saying, I had like a bad report card or something, and my dad took the Super Nintendo away. Thought I was spending too much time on that. Right. I was bummed, of course, and then um, I just got over it. I just stopped playing. Like I played it all the time, and then it was gone, so I stopped playing it. And then I remember after like. A year later, being like, "Hey, what happened to Super Nintendo? Can I have that back now?" Yeah. And then he he said he lost it, which I think he just pawned it. No, I think he literally lost did it. You play, did you play? play sports growing up? Yeah, I did. So I think because I just got into that, but I I was never a video game guy throughout grade school. Maybe in eighth grade we started playing Mario Kart or GoldenEye a little right, bit with right, sixty four. Right. High school never played. So there's a couple comedians. One's a, a buddy of mine up in Alaska, Rudy Ascott. He was a Chicago comic for a while. Really funny dude. And Dean Carlson. Who James? You probably knew of. Do yeah. you know of Dean Carlson? Yeah, I know Dean. Another another Great really guy. funny, talented guy. He uh, we used to get after shows and open mics. You know, doing that scene, running around all the time. We were go over to his apartment and play video games and drink and just yeah, you know, have, yeah. have a blast. I though you know me with, as a bad temper. Also, just just suck snapping controllers, dude. <laughs> I here's what I did. I broke his roommate's ottoman. His roommate. <laughs> 
had a fucking ottoman that wasn't even one of the kind that had like, the lid because you some that have like a lid that yeah, opens yeah, up yeah. and puts shit inside, which is actually what I replaced it with. So I upgraded him for it, you know. Oh, oh, classic target, angry guy move. I broke your shit, but it's way better now. I mean, well, I got you is way nicer. So right? you're welcome, right? <laughs> if you, I did you a favor by freaking out and ruining everyone's good time. I kind of did, in a sense. I made it more comfortable living situation. <laughs> But it was Halo was the game because yeah. I'd be shooting at them going, I'm hitting you, I'm hitting you, why aren't you fucking dying? And then one of them would run by and do like one click and I'd be fucking head blown off oh, or whatever. God. You're, like the, you're like the kid who was who were playing cops and robbers on the playground and you're like, no, I have an infinite shield, bullets don't affect me. No, it wasn't even <laughs> I, that. I, they I had the, the infinite shields. I kept going, what are you guys doing, codes? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the bathroom, you're doing codes, they're fucking me over because you're doing it on purpose, you'd like to see the scene. They wanted me to flip codes. out on purpose. So I just said, fuck it. And I remember at the, the ninth time where I was literally like, my the target's on your face, I'm blasting you in the face nothing's happening i fucking took my fist and just punched the ottoman in rage and went right through the fucking Damn. thing and uh, it, yeah it soured the mood you're right um, <laughs> but it was i always feel like moments like that people are like what the fuck and then a couple days later they're like this asshole with the yeah, ottoman with the ottoman yeah. he actually did a fun video because at the time the tv show uh mtv cribs was kind of big this is probably like 2010 you know yeah. and he did like a parody of his shitty ass apartment where he's like showing the grossest bathtub, grossest shower curtain, like, but they're doing like all like the MTV, like yeah, it, yeah, the classic. style of it was perfect. They did a really good job. Yeah, what's in the fridge? Just hot dogs. It was like gross. Like he found something that made you want to vomit when you looked at it. And then he goes, and "Here's the ottoman that Joe Kilgallen destroyed over a game of Halo because he said, why 'Why aren't you dying? I'm shooting you. Why aren't you dying? I'm <laughs> Are shooting you, you.' Using codes is the best. I thought it was the cheat code. I thought I'm like I went to the bathroom. They came back. They did something <laughs> where they're invisible, and I'm. Sh- it was so fucking frustrating, man. Uh, I can't play those games. So good for you for tattooing it on your body forever. Yeah, man. And you went to Boston specifically for the guy who does these, right? Yeah. Well, I went to Boston to drive two hours north to New Hampshire for the guy. This is incredible to me, James. <laughs> because I remember the, you need to see this guy's Instagram. I, I'm, it's I'm, incredible. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm impressed with the dedication to something so stupid. It's almost like pursuing a it's career. It's almost in like sobriety, right? <laughs> Not feeling good all the time. Okay, we'll get to that too, man. You're fucking teasing shit. <laughs> Toby sober everyone but look well, I look I I personally I'm not gonna I I'm think it looks arc. cool I actually I think, wanted, I wanted I think it's great like artwork this. it looks good it's it does subtle good. enough to like if, if people don't know what Halo is it just looks like a cool space thing yeah yeah and the know? meat wad looks fucking tight dude he dude, like the forearm looks good so too I've you're clearly working out for a while and he was oh, like have you I didn't even notice yeah it. and he's like I'm just gonna cut it out and make it part of the bigger piece he's such that's a great. fucking pro dude that's great if you're gonna travel a thousand miles to get a tattoo go to Jesse Rex oh my god yeah imagine traveling that far and then they fuck it up i have the worst tattoo on the planet on what's your body. tattoo it's a stick and poke of the shithole logo it's fucking awful who did it my roommate who hated me which is why it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> when i was a senior in high school i had a bunch of friends go and get celtic crosses oh classic and yeah for a bunch of catholic boys and i didn't go and i was very happy i did it because when it came back, I remember them all being like, it's pretty good, right? Pretty good. I'm like, yeah, man, it looks good. And all in my head, I'm like, and a bunch of people behind their backs were like, they look like shit. They just. Did they all do it in that classic fine, like, on the on the back, like top the shoulder One area. or two guys did the back shoulder, yeah. right? And then one or two guys did, um, one did on the wrist was actually not that bad. Like, or like my wrist, but like forearm, forearm, yeah. two wrist, I guess. And then I think someone did it on the calf. But I know two of them definitely did that classic back shoulder, which was very 2003. Yes. You know? So I, yeah, I, and I wanted, I, I still have never gotten a tattoo. Right. And I'm not against tattoos. I like tattoos. I just have never had somewhere I'm like, but definitely want that. We had, I just can't commit. I lived in a place where we had a tattoo gun in the apartment. It was like, it was like basically like punk house vibes. There were like six of us. It was on Ashland and Montrose. 
we we each paid like 256 bucks a month for rent right we would just leave a stack of cash in the bread box and a dude would come by and grab it so it was like no rules no holds bar nice and someone got a tattoo gun and that was the worst like party game of all time it'd be like 2 a.m everyone's hammered drunk we're like 21 and you just hear that start up and it was, it, i would just run in and be like no 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 don't let anyone in here tattoo you because and people would get fucked up just permanent horrific tattoos yeah that's a bad you'd re, you'd be safer with a real gun yeah, a dude, yeah. apartment than a tattoo 100 percent because you'd heal from a, a shot to the arm quicker than a tattoo. I remember tattoo the, removal is expensive, right? I got to imagine yeah. it's like thousands of dollars. And it hell hurts yeah, more than getting the tattoo. Yeah, that laser is no joke. I remember one girl, this guy drew this like beautiful, it was hilarious. This dude was like an, a real ass artist was there. And he's like doing this like amazing like Medusa half face with this like flowing hair that like turns into snakes. And then like drew it on her in Sharpie. And so I walk into my buddy's room and she's like laid out, like smoking a cigarette all with her headphones in all like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like getting this tattoo. And then my buddy who has, who is not an artist who had the gun was tattooing her. And it was the worst looking thing you have ever seen. Just like, like a child got hit with a brick and then handed a crayon just nah, on her leg for life. It's like getting it. It's like when someone gets bad plastic surgery, you can't be honest with them. No. Because uh, everyone I know who's gotten a tattoo, luckily most people I know have gotten tattoos, they look pretty good. Yes. But there's always a few where you're just like, that looks terrible. Damn, dog. Yeah. Now, even though Toby was giving you shit about the concept of that tattoo, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that was a job well no, done. it's a good-ass oh, tattoo. great it's, it's tattoo. Incredible. It's but everything that I like. It's a stupid-ass idea executed yeah. at the highest level. I've learned yeah, to perfect. just ignore everything Toby says. No, yeah, it yeah. works out, right? Oh. But like, it's like you see someone with a <laughs> bad nose job, you can't be like, Jesus Christ, what'd they do to you? Were they drunk? Yeah. Whether you can't. You can if you're going to pay for a new one. Yeah. Well, if you're the person, yeah. If you're, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, how honest do you want them to be? Like, if you had a bad tattoo, would you want your friends to tell you right away this is a, this was a bad tattoo? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, you say that, but you'd probably you'd probably be a little bit like, fuck you guys. No, but, I like it. No, but, but I mean, but, but it's like also, the stages of grief. You'd be like, no, it's good. And then later you'd be like, maybe it's not good. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I lo- but that's like one of my favorite things is busting balls. So it's like if. If I have something dumb and my friends don't make fun of it, I'm like, are you really my friend? That's true. No, yeah. I always said I want people to be honest because if you're not, you know, I was telling, I was talking to some young comic about producing a comedy show and how tough it could be. And I told people, I'm like, look, when Community Should Know started, that first year was nonstop fighting. And I go, but that's almost kind of a good thing because it shows that everyone gave a shit. Yeah. Cared, you know, it's, it's finding that balance of people who are motivated and passionate and willing to stand up for their point, but then also not be a fucking cunt all the time. Yeah. Well, you have to have the main goal in mind of being yes. like all right we're fighting but it's because we all want to get to the same place it's because we all care about it that's i was thinking about this today with like my because i'm a little i'm a little younger than you so like i'm have a different like class of like comics. a fucking shot was that not a shot James? <laughs> <laughs> shot. oh you go yo guard How all hide all the are you, ottomans are you, bro are you 20 something i'm 29 <sighs> fucking man yeah about to be 30 young cats on the up. podcast uh, actually the last two guests were older than me so that felt good last three guests but my crew, thirty-four, everybody, like yeah. like the people that I'm that I'm really tight with, that I'm that I'm out with a lot. We all shit on each other, super hard all the time, and it's because. But especially about our like jokes, or even when we're on stage, like we like we're down to like heckle each other and shit like that. Yeah. But it comes from a place of almost like your fight camp if you're a UFC guy. Like yeah. You want to be training with the people who are the best and the hardest. So if your shit sucks, people are gonna let you know. And it's and it's out of 
we we all understand how hard this thing is like how to actually succeed inside of comedy is near impossible so we might as well fucking bash each other and make each other as good as possible but I, but, but from clearly the outside, it's coming from love though it's coming from yeah but it's love, because yeah. we're all so passionate about yes. comedy but from the outside like if, like a lot of new comics will see that shit and they'll be like these guys are fucking assholes no, they're fucking no, bullies involved, fuck them but i it's funny that you're like i'm a little younger than you like my generation didn't do that we were such dicks to each other yeah. all oh, of us yeah. that's why i think the communities you should know guys it was it's real interesting i was telling um rebecca gibson who's been on the podcast she was on like three or four episodes ago or four, four or five doesn't matter i did a show in indiana with her over the weekend and i was like kind of telling her the history of communities you should know which, if you're listening for the first time, everyone you should know is a show based out of Chicago. Also, has an LA room and a New York room. It's, it's like the, the best, best show in Chicago. Yes, and thank you. And it always sounds better when someone else says it. <laughs> and uh, I said that like one of the reasons because we were only I was three years, three and a half years in when we took when we started doing that at, at Timothy O'Toole's. Right. Talk at, about it. Talk know, about a confident move. Right. Because I meet people now who are like, I wanted to get it. My first four years was my goal, and I remember being like, Oh, I was running it. You <laughs> not, not not being a dick, but. I just say that because it was it was such a, a different mindset then. We were kind of like we started the show because we didn't weren't getting the respect we thought we were getting from the other main shows in town. So whenever I meet people who are like, if I don't do CYSK, I'm like, what? What are you you're gonna fucking quit? Because just fucking quit now then. Because if that's your mentality, you're a fucking idiot. Yes. Because the sh- the show that you want to do so badly started out of a fuck you to the shows that weren't booking those people. And also I will say, like places like that that are really hard to get into has been a huge motivating factor in my life like yeah, th- th- like on some like on some like oh i can't i'm not good enough for that like fuck you yeah i'll do it myself yeah and i'll show you but i brought up like the whole we got really good because we had a thing where we're like and i'll give drew michael a lot of credit for this he's he's got an hbo thing you guys can check out if you want to know what the hell that is and um he was saying we're doing all the work to get people out there. And at the time we were doing so much work. We were, I was yeah, I was standing on a corner for three hours in the cold at Michigan and Ontario, downtown Chicago. Yeah, people and, people you know, I think people look at that show and they don't they have no concept of how that happens. That they think because they've they've only ever seen it as like this bang. You know what it is? They they, they see on. the winning team. Yes. They see the team and, and winning they, rings, not realizing that we had to fucking build from the ground up. Yeah, that you guys before we you were had losing a hundred games a year before, before you, you know? had the jet, you were on the bus. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking. Exactly. Yeah, it was like major league style. You know what I mean? We weren't selling out every show our first year, not even close. You know, and so we had to work our ass off. And I really appreciated. You know, we all agreed on this, but it was really Drew. It was like, dude, we're doing all the work. We should. And for he went too far at first. Going, we should just be up every week, just us. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, well, come on, man. We want to showcase the scene, and, and, and that's also, but, and then also, if you're having repeat audience members, yes, that was, you know, yeah. I think he was just kind of messing around with that. But the idea was, we every every week a member should either host a show or close it out, and because of that, because we were getting repeat business, which is a great sign. Like every every week, next time you're at the show, you'll notice our host will say how many people have been to the show before and half the audience cheers. Yep. How many people are here for the first time? Half the audience cheers. That's like a fucking ideal balance. That's, that's, that's what you want. Right? And it, we wouldn't have came that way if we weren't challenging each other and pushing each other. We had it where like if, if you were doing the same material too often, we were giving each other a hard fucking time. Hell yeah. And I feel like that's missing from some of the newer, younger comics. Oh, man. Because a lot of people are trying to fit in and figure stuff out and they know the world's a different place where if you're a dick, people will post about you. I can't believe that shit. I still don't get, and I hate to see it in dude, comedy. Yeah, people who narc, dude, you- I hate to see it in comedy. I hate to see it in anything because it's like, if you have a problem with someone fucking do, do it via message. Yeah. You know how, you know how to get directly in, in contact with someone. Yeah. You don't have to fucking, you know, post it. This isn't like the fucking, I don't know, fifties where it's like, I'm spray painting all this 
chick sucks dick or something. Like I don't know. Like if you have a problem with someone, yeah, it's like the say Maca- it. it's like it's like what are we calling? We're telling everyone that they're they're communists or whatever. Like the yeah, McCarthy McCarthyism. Theory. I know. Yeah. I think that's just weak and it's weak also it's petty fuck, and it doesn't matter. And it's bad for comedy. Yes, it's bad for the art so form. Much shit that does not matter, and people need to fucking. Just if it's if you're upset about it, fucking do something about it, or to point out to the people you don't. I don't know. Like, but although I do like honesty, like yes. when um when Kanye code. would go off about when Kanye yeah. West would go off about other musicians and people, can you believe that? I'm like Elvis openly said he hated the Beatles. Yeah. Um, Nir- Nirvana and Pearl Jam talk shit. I think it was more Nirvana towards Pearl Jam because they were one. The number one always talks shit about the person behind him. I feel like. Yeah. Although at that time Elvis was probably jealous of the Beatles for overtaking him, but bands have always talked shit about other bands. I remember seeing a clip of Oasis where Noel Gallagher's like, our goal is to fucking find the Phil, the stomp Phil Collins out. And I the, want the Phil Collins of the world to be dead. I fucking hate that guy. I hate his music. And let's not get it twisted. Off mic, I'll talk shit about a bunch of people. Sure. But to publicly post, it, I think, almost yeah. makes you the weaker person. Yeah. If you want to, like, if someone asks you about it, be honest. If someone were directly saying, what do you think of so-and-so? But even that's stupid because yeah, you're but, getting caught up in just yes, nonsense. But, but also. It takes you away from what that, you want to do. That. You get rewarded for being the person who points the finger at the person. You think so? I, I mean, think so. I think I think there well, are people it makes who waves it. now in our world of like yeah. uh, shit getting shared. Like, there's a comic who I've not talked about in this podcast at all, but fuck it, I'll bring him up now. Um, I was friends with him for a while. I don't really support the shit he's doing now. Um, the, when it originally started, I remember thinking like, oh, this is why he's moving. Uh, and that stuff doesn't matter. I don't even know if I'm going to bring him up. Owen Benjamin. He, um, you know oh, who that guy is, right? Yeah, everybody knows who that guy yeah, is. Yeah, of course. Uh, Gone fully off the deep end. Someone hard. floated. What if this was just like a fucking act? Because he realized there was a market to get these people money. And That's then, a hell of an act, dog. That, right? That, 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 if, if, it's a, if it's an act, he went all in. Because someone was saying, I believe it's an act because Dropping I knew, hard and bombs I knew him growing shit. up. I knew his family. None of it makes sense that he would go this way. He was good friends with all these diverse comedians. And yeah, it doesn't, I mean, none of this fuck. shit adds up. And I then was kind of I noticed um, I got a couple one of my other podcasts you know followed a bunch of comics and I was on that page recently my comedian talking baseball page and it followed Owen still on Instagram and it was right around the time baby number two because he just had a, another kid came out yeah. and then he, I remember like he's like sorry guys I've been gone for I've been hidden posting like a week or so. Um, you know, wife gave birth, healthy baby boy. I mean, it doesn't matter. And uh, white, you know, excited about it. Well, actually, his wife's Mexican, so half white. <laughs> oh, word! But the good half, according to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn, but, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Because I've met her, her before. Yeah. Because honestly, my, my, my she's nice with Owen Benjamin. I only know about that dude from other people talking about him. Yeah, because it went. He went in such a far, far right. Yeah, all, I, all I've heard is that he was like a kind of a, like a piano comic. Mm-hmm. Like he'd like do funny songs and shit like that. People like he was he's really classically funny. trained pianist. He's a phenomenal pianist. And then player. now he's like hard, like almost even alt right, like super far. He's 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 so alt right that alt right people don't want to talk to him. Damn, <laughs> that's what it's gotten to be. It's gotten to but, be like that, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, I didn't, all I've heard is that he's like no, because at first when he first started coming out towards a couple things, it was like, oh, I mean. I remember some people like, oh, he's conservative now. I'm like, why? And then they showed me like the post of one thing. He said, I go, that doesn't seem conservative to me. I'll tell you what it was. It was there was some studio executive or some person in Hollywood. You might know this too, the background of this, James. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, where they had a three-year-old that was – this is, by the way, this is me saying that I got where he was coming from. This is going to cancel me. Watch this shit. This is going to be the last kill guy. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know exactly, I know, I know exactly where anyway, you're going, Anyway, long buddy. story short, there was someone who had a three-year-old kid – 
who they said they were going to start hormone treatments for because the yeah. three-year-old believed they were or, or felt or whatever. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm very supportive. Everyone knows that who's listening to this podcast. Uh, and his point was, and and he's he's gone. Aw- the original post, because I saw it when it first happened, yeah. he said, do what you want, but a three-year-old is way too young for this shit. I'm yeah, sorry. for like the hormone blockers. He goes, hormone blockers like for a yeah. fucking three-year-old? Are you kidding me? When I was three, I thought I was a truck. Like, he just kind of like made a little bit of a joke <laughs> about it. It is a funny line. It, was, it is a funny line, right? Yeah. And so I remember going, no, I get I get that. I totally I understand that, and I'm, I'm on his side with that even, you know? Uh, if someone's if their kid's in puberty and they go, I want to go through this, and I know in my heart... Yeah, I support that too. Because when he first came out, it didn't make it didn't seem like he was anti trans. It seemed like he was like fucking three. Are you kidding me? A three year old? Yeah, you're choosing for your kid. You're choosing for your kid. That's way too fucking young to do any of that shit. Right. You know what I mean? You don't um, even have your full personality form until you're five years old. My kid's a smart two year old, which is about the equivalent of most dumb three year olds. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm struggling to get him to stop throwing toys in my dog's water bowl. He takes toys from his bathroom and puts them in the water bowl. And I'm like, well, I understand that you get the concept that these are water toys, but stop doing that. They don't belong there. Oh, that's You know what fun. I mean? He's testing me a little bit with that because these two, that's when they start to test you. be like, can I get away with this? You know? Oh, just but see. I wouldn't let him. I, wouldn't, <laughs> I love you know, the idea of you like in the morning you're in your boxers drinking coffee looking at your kid like, is this kid fucking with me? Is he going to take like, I'm like, Sometimes I feel like he's like, what do you think if I do this, Dad? What do you think if I just uh, start fucking throwing shit in the middle of the air for no reason? What do you think? Uh, what do you think about me doing a little crystal meth, Dad? Like he's testing me. He's really seeing how far my yeah. limits are as a parent. But so that's how it initially came about. And I saw like, because I remember people being like, "No, he wasn't that diplomatic." But I'm like, "No, I saw the original tweet, and I agree with the people now. He's not diplomatic at all now. Now he's very much anti and and just he's hateful towards and towards a lot of minority groups. And we'll try to disguise it as being like, well, no, because I, you know, what I mean, yeah. that's how they all kind of do it in a weird way." Um, cause no one, very few people these days are just straight up like, no, I hate these people. And here's why I fucking no, hate yeah. them. Yeah. That, cause that's that, I mean, that's crazy. But I saw the initial thing and I remember being like, okay, no, I don't, I, I get that. I totally get that. And then, so I brought up the whole, the second baby thing was, uh, cause shortly after that baby was born, he started ramping up this the the hate speech even more so Damn. where i noticed where i like he had like a post where it's like uh trying to pay for that new kitchen that's what i thought because he makes so much money on his patreon right now yeah you know, his patreon is he I don't still know where on it's there? now has he gotten kicked off yet he has not gotten kicked off patreon because i remember someone telling me they checked it like a few weeks ago and he was still on it i don't know yeah because they, they he was kicked, making like they, six thousand dollars a month off that seven thousand dollars a month off they, that. they kicked it's off a that fucking one great living yeah there's Two, a couple people who crush it on patreon Two thousand four hundred seventy eight dollars a month that's what he makes yeah well so he's definitely gone down yeah and i think he's gone down because his other right-wing friends are pushing him to the side. He was with that Crowder, louder with Crowder guy. He's not even like all. He's right, not even though. all right. No, I didn't mean to say him. But Andrew Crowder, the guy, the guy who did the the liberal change my mind. No, yeah. no, no. That's Trey Crowder. Yeah. I, he, he's nice. Stephen guy. Crowder is the, yeah, Stephen Crowder. the change my mind meme. Like something, something, something changed my mind. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's not like like, like he's an asshole, but he's not like all right. Uh, yeah, I've seen the, the no. And look, I've said yeah, in this podcast got, before. I've got a lot of conservative right-wing friends who I think are great people. Right. Okay. I don't agree with them on everything. I love them. I actually hate a lot of what liberalism is doing now, where they're trying to like just shut down any voice that disagrees with them. Yeah. Which is clear that that's happening. It's insane. I mean, there's one thing. There's there's one thing. Obviously, if a bunch of people have swastika bands on, swastika bands on. I sometimes I they say that with like a speech impediment. If when if, they, if they're marching with Nazi salutes and you want to be like, no, I want that shit off my canvas. Yeah, fucking march them off your canvas. I right. agree with that. That's right. different. But when it's someone who's like, I'm. I don't know. Like there, there's some people that Milo guy was a pedophile. So fuck him. But there's been instances where some people are like, like Ann Coulter's going to speak. We don't like her. We want to shut that down. 
That uh, I don't yeah, agree with. Let her dude, fucking what are you talk. Doing, Let bro? her talk because usually the more these people talk, the more people are like, "This guy's a fucking dick." And when it's like, and when it's comics, especially, I'm yeah. like, "What are you doing? We're trying to make money off of saying crazy shit." Exactly. <laughs> like, how are you? Are you so confident that you'll never like try and push like push it a little bit that, that it'll never come back on you? Like, what are you thinking? That's I know. I don't boring. get that. It's it boring. It's very as fuck, boring, and it's not. Dog, ugh, it's trash. That shit is trash. I hate that shit. And my, this is my thing, is that I think that fucking everyone is terrible. Like I've met thousands and thousands of people in my life, and I like do maybe, too, but I'm positive about it. And like maybe one percent <laughs> of them have been cool. Like sure. Every, so when people are like, ah, it's this people, it's these people, it's like no, it's people, son. Everybody sucks. Fuck everybody. Yeah, because I've heard people say like. uh you know, I just gave liberals shit, and I'll kind of stick out for them a little bit right now. Uh, people say, like, liberals are just, they get offended so easily. I'm like, no, everybody gets offended so easily. Yeah. You think your side doesn't? They do. They, they, they totally just, do. You can't make fun. Like, people are like, well, you can't make fun of this. You can't make fun of that. I'm like, try making fun of cops. Make a post where you make fun of I cops. do it every night on stage. Yeah, but where? <laughs> what rooms are you doing it in? I'm Fucking s- any room, baby. I know. I, I, I believe you would, but I'm saying that, like, conservatives will say, we don't get offended as easily as liberals. And yeah. I go, you do when it's the shit you care about. Yo. I'm saying everybody gets offended yes. too easily nowadays. Yes. It's all sides. It's too, everyone's because too connected. There are people who are super conservative who are like, I don't get offended. I'm like, really? Okay, I'll go up there and make fun of your religion for five minutes. See how you like it. And they'll be like, you will fuck you. No, that's you getting offended, dude. That's getting offended. Dog, so this and is- I only brought up cops because, and look, I got a lot of friends with cops. I'm not even knocking cops right now in this thing. Although, I am fuck cops. No, look, there are some shit. No, dude, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There are some oh, things that there are some things that the police department definitely needs to fucking fix, for sure. Like on, on a lot of ends of it, and I think a lot of the honest ones will even admit that, right? There's a lot of fucking there needs to be heavy police reform, I believe in, right? But I do believe that a lot of cops, a lot of the ones I know, are actually fucking people who do want to fucking help people out. Yeah. I don't like this all cops thing. The same way I don't like when people said all Muslims are terrorists. Yeah. You say all Muslims are terrorists, I think you're a fucking idiot. 100%. Okay? If you think all cops are ass or, or horrible, I think that's stupid too. Yes. And that's the same logic. That's why I get mad when they say all men. And or if they, you say all black people are gangbangers, that, all that shit, you're you painting with you a broad brush. And, yeah. it's it's all, and it doesn't, it doesn't fucking advance society, that mentality at all. Yeah. Yes. It just keeps this fucking... Um, that's what's so annoying about society right now is even right now when we talk about society, I think we're all kind of looking at each other like we're talking about social media, right? Yeah. Do you know what? Oh yeah. Do you know what percentage of Americans have Twitter accounts? Oh shit! Look it up. Twenty five percent. Less than that. Eighteen. So yeah, something like that. I think it's like seventeen to eighteen. I don't have one. I never. Got, the smartest thing I ever did in comedy was never getting a Twitter. Never getting a Twitter. Yeah. Because I would have said some dumbass uh, shit. Sixty nine million. Nice in the U.S. Uh, so that's what that's. What is that divided Some of that's multiple accounts million? too that people have. Four hundred million. Yeah. So I have four accounts. Yeah, a lot of people accounts. have sock puppets. So let's say let's say fifty million. Yeah. Okay. There's three hundred thirty million people in this country. Yeah. So what percentage is fifty million of three hundred thirty million? I'm too uh, tired. Don't look at me. Well, half would be one hundred fifty million. So it's twenty. That's twenty five percent of fifty million. Ah, yeah. oh, nailed it. Less so, than yeah. twenty five. Less than twenty five. Uh, because three hundred thirty million. You're right. So it's probably about eighteen percent, like I thought originally. Yeah. So, so that's I, what I thought I read. I, but anyway, so that means seventy eight percent of the country is not. In that world of, did you see what so and so said? Yes, but that's not true because people are writing news articles about Twitter. Yeah, and, so that's and like the yeah, tweets. It gets out. Well, you I mean, might I hear about. I hear about. I mean, I've heard. About, all heard of it though. Yeah, like I've yeah. heard. Like yeah. I, earlier, I was talking about Owen Benjamin saying some crazy shit on Twitter. I'm not yeah. even on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. he definitely amped it up after that baby was born yeah. to try to get that money up. I think that's why I thought I'm like it'd be crazy if this was one big act, but I don't think it is. Yeah. Well, I grew see with the with the people going after the way like speech and stuff like that. I grew up in North Carolina, right, until I was, like, 13. I thought you were from Florida. I moved around a lot. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but all of my extended Carnival? Fam- or what's uh, what's the family background? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring Toss. Ring Toss? Oh, sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know those bottles aren't. That's a cheat game. All yeah. those games are cheat games. Oh, yeah. The top sh- the top shelf, the, the pegs are bigger. The ring doesn't fit. I got you. Yeah. It's all, it's an optical illusion and they're oblong. Uh, growing up, I was in like rural, like pretty rural North Carolina. All of my extended family is like hard evangelical church on Wednesday type people who would get so easily offended. Like words were literally the devil. You couldn't say shit, couldn't be yourself around them. And so as soon as I could possibly escape that, I did. And then now it seems like the same exact type of thinking is on the the group is as like infected the group of people that I tried to escape with. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought we were the cool guys. We're we're all we're doing this shit too. This is like this is old shit. I've been over this since I was ten. Yeah. We're doing this now? With the words? Shut the fuck up. I know. I think it's I I know I feel like this has been like a theme of the podcast, especially the last few episodes where inevitably some sort of because social media just becomes so ingrained in everything that everyone does that you start to see it for what it is. I don't even hate social media anymore because I'm like, I've accepted it. This is what it is. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. You right? just got to accept that reality. Yeah. This is what it is. How are you going to, how are you? And, and then now it's like, all right, this is the, this is the situation. Yeah. How are you going to capitalize on it? How do you capitalize on it? How do you live in that world? Yes. You know, and you just want to like do what you can with it to kind of throw some honesty on it and throw some like, I don't know, like someone fucking posted the other day going, who are all these men that hate the new, what's, what's, is it Captain Marvel? Is that the yeah. movie? Yeah. Who are all these men shitting on Captain Marvel? I'm like, it's nobody. Yeah, it's literally like it's, it's, 100 people. It's like 100 on people Earth. on Twitter. It's probably, all, it's probably more than that, Maybe, but, but, but it's still a very small group in the a, grand scheme of it. It's a fraction yeah. of a fraction. Yes. I'm serious with that because every time this stuff happens, I think the people who make the movies, the movie studios, here's my fucking conspiracy theory for the fans out there. The movie studios generate this shit. Because I know dudes who I would consider fucking meatheads. They might call themselves meatheads. Um, you know, like, people I'm not, like, close with. Like, guys, like, you just have the person you see on, like, your Facebook thread where you're like, I haven't seen you in, like, 15 years. Some, like, dork from grade school or whatever. They're just, like, a, just not a bright person. Right? Oh, yeah. Nope. Anyone listening, I'm not talking about you directly. Nope. nope. You know why? Because I unfollow motherfuckers left and right, bro. Okay. I am enough. quick with an unfollow. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is, um, I'm if I'm curating my own insanity... Dog, I gotta try and fucking at All least right. level it out a little bit. That's pretty smart. You post, you post some dumbass shit. It's not an unfriend because I can see that. It's the boom unfollow. See, I unfollow. Best I, shit I unfollow Facebook the, has ever done. No, the unfollow button is fantastic. Oh, love the unfollow. Well, on Twitter you can mute words, so Ooh. I don't have to see this word. You oh can yeah, mute, you can mute the word Trump, so you don't have to see Trump shit anymore. Oh, that's tight. Pretty nice, right? Oh, that's cool. So yeah, but like you know, just people that. Even if they're like the lovable kind of guys that you're like, oh, they hate everything. I remember when the Ghostbusters movie came out, people who I would have thought they would have been like, fuck that, they're ruining my childhood. They were literally like, fucking uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, it looks good. I think Melissa McCarthy's hilarious. I think yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's yeah. see it. It should be fun. They were into that. And I remember, like, yeah, I know Leslie Jones got a lot of shit from people on Twitter. That's just because there's racist assholes everywhere. Well, it's yeah. also because Milo fucking sicked all his dogs. Yeah, dude, that's going to happen. Like, that stuff's horrible. I'm not sticking up for that shit. And yeah. fuck that guy and fuck those people. Yeah, yeah but fuck, um, like. That is not representative of what's actually happening. What's actually happening is like the world's a pretty good place. Obviously, there's some stuff that needs to get better. Like we talked about me and you were trying fuck. to tell when Chelsea Hill was on the podcast. We were telling her because she's like, shit's terrible. I'm like, it's better nah, than it's ever been. It's better than history. it's ever been. Uh, that doesn't mean it's perfect. That doesn't mean it's great. It'll never be that, perfect. And, and, but that, it will always get better. Yes. It's like, and if you look at the world as a whole, 
Like, if you really want to get on some, like, mushrooms, LSD, like, let's think about, like, humanity, everyone included. Everything is horrible. It's so bad. People are inherently the worst. War in every country. It shit is atrocious. Every country? Not every country, but most countries. No, but even what you're saying, though. Most countries? But even what you're saying, Toby, yeah, there's horrible shit all over the world. Still better than it was 30 years ago. 100%. It was even worse then. Yes. There's even more horrible shit. So the horrible shit gets less and less. When I say things are the best they've ever been, that does not mean they're great. No. You know what I mean? Like, your neck hurts right now. Uh, well, that's a bad example. I'm saying like, yeah. a lot. I was going to say something <laughs> like I could have a, a broken leg and while the leg's still broken, I could say, oh, my leg's the best it's felt in a long time. They're, well, it's broken. I'm like, yeah, but it's not as broken. That's how I view yeah. things, right? Like yeah, you take shits indoors. Yes. How you, tight you, is that? You shit and then in it clean goes water. away forever. Yes. yes. And you do hit a button and it's gone. Yeah. You're dead a button. But like you, some of them. Sometimes yeah. you hit a button and water squirts in your butt and it feels real good. I have a bidet. We've talked about it's bidets. On this. We got to get them to sponsor that oh, one bidet man, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. It's called the Lux bidet, Don't by the way. Don't say the name. All right. Well, edit it out. We're looking for sponsors. And if one free plug. They get one free plug. That's it. Wow, a little, little taste, like a Costco. We give you a little taste. <laughs> but even this conversation, us being like, it's the best it's ever been. So, like someone hearing this could be like, of course, white men. I know. Yeah. And which they're not wrong. No, they're not wrong. I get that. Yo, no, it's definitely better to be a white man in America. Sure. Than it is to be anything else anywhere else in the world. Of course. You could acknowledge that. Um, and, and, to, and to the white people who might be bothered by that. That's not saying you didn't go through shit if you grew up poor. Of course, if you grew up poor and had abusive parents, and abuse, yeah, of course that sucks. But it, it sucks a little bit less if, if you were black or Hispanic or, you know, I'm not even going to say Asian. They've had it pretty good, actually. <laughs> Asians but, um, are crushing. No, no, no. Since World War II, it's been. Well, I was talking about. I'm gonna give, up, you know what? Baby. I'm going to give a shout out and, and, and spread this out there for anyone listening. There's a comic named Andrew Schultz who I really like what he's doing right now. Um, I, someone pronounced Andrew Schultz, but there's no T in it. But anyway, Andrew Schultz, I'm going to say his name as New York comic, um, who international really, he's been all over the place. He's released some specials on YouTube. They're, they're really funny stuff. And he's got a show called like inside jokes where his comics talk about these jokes that they're like, that they don't think would work. Cause they're just too fucking edgy or too oh like, Oh my God, man. I'm going to listen to that cool. Tonight. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. And he talks about how, um, cause everyone bitches about the white male patriarchy, but of all the patriarchies, it's that that's the best one. Ah, oh, that's pretty funny. That's hilarious because his point is basically, I'm, I'm, look, I'm giving him credit, so I'm not just stealing his joke, but I'm definitely using it for some content here. Um, and I appreciate what he does, so shout out to that guy. Follow, subscribe to him on YouTube and follow him, man. He's fucking great. Uh, Andrew Schultz. And he says, he goes, look, the white male patriarchy, yeah, well, some of us might try to stop you from having an abortion, but we're not cutting your clit off. Like, you know, like. Ah, oh, damn. I know. And like he says that when he does the joke that people immediately fucking hate him. And yeah. I'm just like, but he's is he wrong, though? You know what I mean? And again, here we are, white dudes talking about this shit. Yeah, the, I I heard a real funny thing. Uh, it was Ari Shafir said uh, he was like he's a Jewish man, so this is okay for you to say. Yeah, uh, he was. I'm not a Jew at all. I know you're quoting one though. So uh, I got the, I got the nose and the hair for it though. Yeah. Uh, he he was like, yeah. I was talking to my black friend, and he was like, you know, we used to be kings, black people. And black men used to be kings. And he was like, yo, you know, that's not how kings work. There was like one king and then everyone else was under them getting ruled over. And I was like, damn, that's hilarious. It's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a great bit. I fucking, um, you know, bit. it's weird, though, because like, yeah, honestly, it's, it's easier for some people than others. I do prescribe to the thought, though. 
And, and you know who else prescribes this thought? Most of like my the, my black friends that I talk to, like whenever topics like this get involved, like where we talk about where society is, they don't like the ultra white liberal trying to be like protective of them. No, they it's fucking insulting. hate that shit. It's, it's insulting. Crazy. And it's like, yeah, acknowledge the fact that black people didn't get a head start. Yeah. That's fucking obvious. You know, if you're if you're a white person out there who still like d- doesn't realize that, come on, man, pay attention. But they also think, look, we could fucking do whatever we we, we have the capability of starting our own businesses and, and going to medical school and doing all this kind of stuff. The, so the they don't arrogance. like the idea that they that other people are being offended for them and trying to be like, oh, don't worry, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll stop them from the, being the, like the, that. Too. They, the, it's insulting. The, You're right. The arrogance of someone saying this is how you feel about something is crazy. Yes, crazy. How I, I don't. That's not. That's that the boggles my mind. Virtue yeah. signaling. Yeah, signaling, well, or, yeah. yeah, it's, it's gross. It, 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 yeah, it's I hate everybody. All right, I'm gonna switch it up now. So, uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> solid, segue. solid segue, right? Well, who gives a shit, right? It doesn't matter what the segue is. Uh, well, no, I think I just want to get off the internet talk because sure. I feel like, dude, it hasn't been like four. I apologize, to every listener. It's been like it's four or five ones in a row. Uh, it consumes your life, man. I know, man. Um, it's everything. It's everything. It's part to of it. your. It's they might be listening to this your on YouTube. But YouTube's the best, by the way. Then Instagram, then um, Twitter's not bad. Facebook, whatever, dude. I, I, here's the thing with these things: it's like they are what you put into them. Yes. If you let them control you, if you let them do this shit, then yeah, it's gonna fucking bother you. TV, I'm sure, was like this when it first came around, where people were just like obsessively watching shit and and fuck with their heads on what's real and what's not real. Still are. I'm on. I'm still on. Still are. Yeah. I'm on Facebook to promote shows and remind people that I'm fucking out here doing doing shit. Yep. And to watch people have meltdowns. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's healthy. <laughs> By the way, you can't use the Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson popcorn meme anymore. You can still use the Michael Jordan crying meme. The Michael Jackson popcorn meme. Oh, damn. People might be like, oh, oh you R- can't R- use that anymore. RIP to a great so meme. So many good gifts dead. Good oh, meme right man. there. Oh, man. damn it, Michael R- Jackson. Some more thriller gifts at Halloween. Yeah, no I, no more no more Moonwalker on the, on the Super Nintendo your dad took away from you. That was original Nintendo, I believe. Or was that on Super Nintendo? Oh, Super Nintendo. Sorry, I did not mean to check my phone. I got to turn it off. Um, Chad McDaniel said I had to throw mine on the floor so Joe checks his it. phone. Good job. Well, that's what, you know, I think if, if you are finding yourself angry every day, which there are a lot of people out there who don't realize they're angry every day. Oh, I, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I could see it on some people. I had to unfollow. Where, like, every post is some angry thing about society, and I'm like, dude, go for a walk. It's not, I unfollowed it's not real what you're looking at. I a bunch of shows on Instagram that I was following, like local shows. Because I would, I was taking a shit, looking at lineups, going that guy, and I was like, "This is not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. That's not good. It's I not can't healthy. be. I can't. I'm gonna get a hemorrhoid. I can't. I can't be. I can't be shitting angry. You can't be shitting blood, man. Come on, nah. like you know, you. It's it's not because if you're in constant comp- like, and with people who aren't in the comedy world, which are most of the listeners actually, you probably have seen it where you're like, "How the fuck does that guy afford Disney for a family of four? Yeah. That guy does that for a living. He must. Yeah. He must be fucking doing some shit on the side. He must. She must have a rich father. Rich but, 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 I mean? but that Don't, guy has. Imagine. Imagine yourself, that though. guy has the exact same job as you, and you see shit like that forty times a day. It would probably drive you insane. Yes. You know, because it's all over the place, especially because we're in comedy. So Facebook makes us see other comedy things. But if you're like in plumbing, I don't think every time a plumber does something, they're going to show you. Uh, here's your plumbing competitor. Fucking look at that new plunger he got. Look at him. <laughs> look at the pipes he's laying. Oh, you know, damn. literally and figuratively laying that pipe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But like, he's you got know, that good snake. Because people only show you the good shit, you know? And yeah. every now oh, and yeah. then we know people who show you the bad stuff, and that's eye-opening too. But 
Someone the other day was just like, go, was go like, for a walk, everyone. Was Drink like, some water. Was like, yo, man, congrats. And I was like, on what? He was like, it seems like you're killing it, man. I've, I've like, like all the stuff I'm seeing you post on Instagram is like great. And in my head, I was like, oh, the lie's working. Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't that make you put things in perspective, though? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, because you think you're doing shitty, and then someone else thinks you're doing great. Yes, 100%. That's how it works. It's actually a good part of the movie Swingers when it's like uh, Rob Livingston's character from Office Space comes in and tells John Favreau, like, dude, you're doing great out here. He's yeah. like, what? He's like, you got a show? He's like, I host an open mic. He's like, you're in a movie. I got one line. It's one day. And it's like. Yeah, but you're fucking doing it, man. Ah, it's if you're so hard if you're, to keep that. If you're telling me that your life sucks, then I'm in fucking hell right now. Because that guy was like, I didn't even get the part as goofy. Swingers, fucking great movie, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, that's a if, really good movie. If twenty one, if I could talk to twenty one year old me with the shit that I'm doing now, he would be like, "Dog, you're yes. killing it." Yes. And twenty nine year old me is like, "I'm fucking blowing it. I'm gonna jump off a cliff. I fucking hate everything. But I that's how you suck. get. To I'm the not top. getting anything. Yeah, dude." Just by hating yourself. You guys yeah. see Free Solo? Every day. Yes. I've not seen Free Solo. Dude. I watched it yesterday. Joe, you got to watch that shit. It's that guy a has documentary no about a guy who just does like solo climbs up mountains and shit. I mean, that if you want to like boil it down to the least well, no, inspiring I'm not, I'm, fucking I'm just, sentence possible. <laughs> no, I, I just. Oh, that guy who climbs? <laughs> he just climbs shit, right? He's a climber. <laughs> oh, he's got Dude, hands, I used to climb he's got trees. We didn't feet. make a documentary about it. <laughs> Big deal, bro. You know? <laughs> Come on, you got nice shoes. It's the shoes that do most of the climbing. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got climbing shoes. I mean, those, you give me those shoes, I'll be on the side of a mountain in five minutes. Easy. He's got the suction cup hand things, like <laughs> the Batman from the '60s. I'll, I'll, I'll be hanging off a mountain making brats, bro. Come check me out. Problem, man. What do you? I'll do burgers. How do you want them cooked? <laughs> do medium rare to medium well, however you want it. Well, it's amazing. I won't do well it. done because that's stupid and it's no flavor. No. But uh, it's uh, no. I just know that from the picture on yeah. the thumbnail it's there. Am, it's, it's amazing. amazing. All right, I got to check amazing. that one out. I brought up Michael Jackson. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm laughing again because I didn't even watch this documentary. I could probably find someone H- someone's HBO Go password. But I, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about. It's weird to me because I made a joke on Twitter saying that, like, oh, I'm glad this is coming out now, so hopefully he'll never molest another kid again. Which is ah, obviously a joke because he's been dead for 11 years now. People think yeah. he died in 2008. Yes. So, and, and, you know, one of my friends said something like, well, I think it's more just to expose what a piece of shit. I'm like, yeah, I get it, dickhead. I'm making a joke here. My thing is that, like, He'd been accused so many times. Yeah, I've relentlessly. Been, I knew Michael Jackson fucked kids when I was a kid. I can't believe there's anyone left that's like this guy's doing that. Well, I started to justify it to myself where I was like, I don't think, and I was actually in Ireland the last time it was a big thing in like 2004, 2005. There was another big thing about Michael Jackson molesting kids. Like that was like the last one that ever right. came out about him. And the people there were like, I don't think he he does. They were just like, some people were like, oh, he's fucking doing that for sure. And the other people, someone says like, you know, we. I think they were forgetting that a lot of these Irish family people like talk, we're talking to in Ireland, they grew up in families of eight or nine. So they were like, yeah, people would sleep in each other's beds all the time. It's not a big deal. It's almost like in some cultures, that's like a thing. I'm like, I, I mean, and, and yeah, but 30, Joe, let's, 40 let's, year old men versus seven year old boys is a little different. Let's also, they're like the most molested demographic in the world. The Irish? <laughs> the Catholics. Catholic. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Are you not dog. Catholic? Are you not Catholic? No, 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 nothing. No, you're Protestant, huh? Or you're not even that? <laughs> no, nothing. Did you grow up religious at all? No, my parents. It's they, surprising with the southern upbringing, you know. Yeah, well, and, it, the, and the love of hot sauce. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's be frank; those mm-hmm. hot sauce people are usually very religious. <laughs> uh, I yeah. made that stereotype up right now. By the way, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> or not. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I was trying to follow the logic on that. I was like, I don't know who we're. I don't know who we're hating on right now. Southern. I don't know. Uh, no, my, you know, my parents dragged like because my my dad didn't give a fuck, and my mom kind of did. She had like half of 
a half a toe in. And so they, they took us to like everything growing up. Like I went to like Baptist, uh, fucking Unitarian that they would, they, we would do shit with like their Jew friends to show us that kind of stuff. Uh, like, like the, like, like Jewish services and stuff like that. Jew friends. That's a nice thing to say. I know. I realized instantly that that was not the best <laughs> choice of phrasing, nah, but hey, that. we're moving on. Uh, so I saw a, I saw a lot of different religions. Uh, I mean, well, it's, I mean, mostly just Christianity repackaged. Sure, yeah. Uh, did you go to any Buddhist or Hindu or Muslim or anything? Uh, no, my my no. They'll never accept you. Uh, I know, uh, and, and they also don't have ch- like places of worship in Lincoln North Lincoln to North Carolina. That's know? probably true. Yeah. Uh, but I just I real quick, like, I don't oh. know if the Irish are the most molested. I don't know if I want you throwing that out there on a podcast. Uh, Catholic in general, maybe sure. You know, yeah. But, well, a Catholic was the. Jo- I mean, it yeah, was, it a, was a joke. joke. Are you. we? Are you dissecting my joke like a fucking? No, I right just now? don't Should we take want, this, we take this to out. Facebook and take me down? I just don't want get put out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm very protective of my people. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Uh, so I saw a lot of it. And I was like, oh, this is all trash. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I, could, I could see that if you're going around, if you have, if you don't have, a, if you don't have any skin in the game, if you don't have a dog in that race, I understand. I could totally get like you know, religion's a weird thing. Oh, my dad, my it dad, is. my like, dad you know, broke it down so succinctly for us when I was like eight years old. We we're leaving my aunt's place at like a little small farm, and like church on Wednesday, like, like, like number one God fans, you know what I mean? And we were driving away. And my dad was like, you know what's funny about religion? I was like, what? He's like, all right, so my idea of hell would be being duct taped to a chair and with a, with like gagged with your aunt reading me scripture in her kitchen. And her idea of heaven would be duct taping me to a chair, gagging me and reading me scripture. That's I was funny. like, damn, yeah, dude. Uh, so like right then I was, I was already thought it was dumb and then I was fucking out. You know what my dad told me when I was eight? I said that, uh, oh, who cares about math? I'll use a calculator. He goes, okay. You know why math's important? So you're at a bar. You're playing darts with your friends, right? While you're playing darts, there's a rich woman, right? She's loaded with money. She's watching from afar. She thinks you're good looking. You hit a triple 17. Joe, quick, what's 17 times 3? And I was like, 17, I couldn't say it. It's 51. You got to know that. Because if you could say it, if you know it's 51 right away, she goes, oh, he's pretty smart. Good looking and smart. You marry a rich woman, you're taken care of for life. <laughs> I, Yo, dead serious, my dad that told me that. That is so tight. Like yeah. That's the, the most practical That's scenario. I, I was amazing at multiplication tables after that. Look, Algebra, I sucked. But when it comes to basic math, yeah. I'm actually fairly quick. You I'm going to need this. On the board of education. I'm going to need this to get hammered and get pussy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, no, that's a good way to look at religion. Like, um, so much of religion, I feel like, you know, I'm not religious, but, like, at all. Um, I understand why a lot of people need it. Yeah. I've met people who, before they got religious, were, like, ooh. Like, yes. Yeah, you know, and then they became religious, and they're, like, great people. Like, yeah. everyone, people love them. I, I mean, yeah, whatever, Some, whatever, whatever makes you healthy. Right, you know, you, know, you can't knock you can't, that. You can't knock it, but I also think it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't make them feel bad about it, though. It's all about um, how you use it. Yeah, because I don't like you know? the I don't like the side of the, you know I'm not religious, but I don't, I don't go telling people hey don't fucking be religious. Right. That because to me that's almost like well some that's, folks, you're being religious about not being religious. Yes. That's weird. Some yeah. folks because if you use, truly don't care and you think it's stupid then don't care. Like I think um sorry I don't mean to cut you off James because no, no, I think good. you got a point you're going towards yeah. but like I don't I think um honestly I think the fucking Oscars are stupid. How sure. into people, how into yes. the Oscars people get. Like, I like movies, but like the hoopla and how people every year, year are like, here's my top 10 for the year and how obsessive people get about it. 
I think it's dumb. And when people are live tweeting the Oscars, I almost want to be like, watch anything else. It's always dumb every year, and you bitch about dumb it is every year. And then I realize, no, they're into that. That's their thing. Yeah. So and who, am I would, I, who am I to shit on that? That'd be dumb. Correct. Like, I wouldn't want them shitting on the World Series when I watch that. So why would I be a person who shits on their thing? That's just it's their, their Super Bowl. Let a, them enjoy it. Have I, a good time with it. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm like obsessed with skateboarding still. I'm yeah. almost, I'm almost thirty, and I can, I like, I fault like my whole Instagram feed is like pro skaters and comics. Now, I don't know whose quote this is. It's skateboarding related. Uh, my buddy Mick Betancourt told me, great human being. Look him up as IMDb. He's been an executive producer on a lot of big shows. Awesome guy. He's an executive producer on four seasons of Lone Runner SVU. Anyway, I like to brag about him because he's like the best guy. And, and James, you, you, Damn, re- couldn't get James, you, couldn't you, like, get you apart, though, huh? I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> real quick, I didn't know him when he was an executive producer on that. He's been an executive producer on dramas since then. You know what I mean? Uh, but he's helped me out in a million ways. Uh, you would love this guy because you're a big fan of people who've went from nothing to something. I love that. Best, Self-made. the most epic stories. This guy is crazy. Everyone sure. look up Mick Bancourt. He's like the best human being I've ever met. Sure. Anyway, he told me this quote. And I don't know who's originally said it. But the quote is, uh, you didn't stop skateboarding because you got old. You got old because you stopped skating. Yes, I love that quote. I, yeah. think about that. I think about that one a lot. Oh, it's Since a good I've one. heard that, I've kind of tried to th- apply that to It's a good one, life, dude. You know? I, I mean, every lesson I – every like my life philosophy got – I taught to myself with the skateboard nice, when man. I was like 11 years old. Were you a Vans or an Airwalk guy? Uh, I was whatever I could – trick my parents into buying guy they weren't super- i liked airwalks better and then they went away and now everyone's like vans were better anyway i'm like no they were not uh i feel like airwalks were like walking on clouds oh yeah big big so big puffy well all the shoes have slimmed down now have they yeah uh, i was a skateboard kid for a little bit oh yeah yeah i had a stretch there could you ollie uh yeah a little bit not that well i, had, I could do a kickflip fairly decently you landed a kickflip yeah doggy One yes time. Yeah, um, I get you know my so psyched was, when I when I meet any comic who's ever done anything on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, no, best. for real, man. Um, I, I I skated a lot like a good year. The problem I had though, because a couple of the dudes, who, a couple of my friends who got me into it, were like perfect skater kid size. Yeah, I was going through my growth spurt as I was. It's tough. To it's skate, tough for bigger dudes, man. And I and, it, and I felt like that's what kind of hurt me a little bit yes. because from sixth grade to eighth grade, I probably grew like. Eight, eight or nine I, I grew a lot and by eighth grade i was like five ten five eleven damn and so it was like seventh grade i was learning so when i was growing through it yeah i stopped growing freshman year i was like six one as a freshman i haven't grown since yeah that's tough dude. and um so it was, i always felt like a little bit i like liked it but it was tough i remember um being in a toys r us in downtown chicago i worked it was um this was years later and i told my cousin this was when i was actually like an adult not an adult i was like 19 or no 17 i was 17 because still in high school it was a summer job i had in downtown and my cousin worked uh like nearby so we would you know meet for lunch and then kill time there was a toys r us that not there anymore obviously because toys r us are gone r.i.p toys r us at state it doesn't matter where it was it was downtown every now and then i forget stop doing fucking local references joe people around the country don't it's care stuff. uh but also we don't talk about chicago no one else will good point but people know it's a great city uh the toys r us there was a skateboard and i was like being like oh i used to you know try to like pop this and i was trying to do one thing can't remember what i was trying to do broke the skateboard in half oh yeah well those those things are also we both, made out of like compressed they were shit it was, a, it was a toys R Us skateboard right yeah, yeah we both looked at each other we're like <gasps> and we fucking sprinted <laughs> out of the store and <laughs> never right. went back there because we broke a 50 dollars skateboard in half or however expensive it was oh yeah in 2002 or something like that you know it's nuts but yeah skateboarding is pretty fun man it's the best i mean i my approach to comedy is the exact same as my approach to skateboarding where it's like you suck your way into being good and just like eating shit and eating shit and eating shit. But the key is to eat shit and learn what you're doing wrong. And then fucking I think that's make a good minor thing. adjustments. 
and then just progressively get better. I think that's a key to life in general. Yes. Um, I was telling someone before the podcast, James, where it's like, hey, are you having fun doing this every week? Because yeah. if you're having fun doing, like, whatever you're focused, whatever you're working on, it was like that for me with with certain sports. Like, I uh, I love playing baseball and I love playing basketball, and I only. They, I finally convinced my parents to let me play football sophomore year of high school. Oh, and I was late. loving it. Yeah. And then I, well, get, get this. I actually got named a starter on a couple of things. And then I broke my leg like six days before our first game. Oh, against, shit. It was against, uh, like the, it was against Lane Tech. You know that high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, um, I, I work nearby there. Yeah. So I went to a Chicago public grade school and then I went to an all guys Catholic high school. So I knew people who went to Lane Tech because I went to a public grade school. So some of my friends from grade school went to that high school. So I was like, oh, that's a rivalry. And that was like the big kickoff game of the season, Catholic versus public, like, you know. And I was like, damn, you know, they just called me a traitor for going to Catholic school. And I was like all pumped up. And then I broke my like six days before the first How'd game. How'd you break it? It's a freak play where uh, I was a uh, tight end, which I wasn't that big for a blocking tight end. But as a sophomore, I was like 6'1", 160. That's, that's you know? big for a that's, that's big, big for, for a sophomore, a fucking, yeah. It's fifteen, sixteen. Because I also kid. played defensive back because I was fast. I ran like a four eight forty as a sophomore, and I remember people being like, "You're like the biggest DB in the state." And I remember being like, "Well, I won't be once I'm full size." Although defensive backs are still not really that tall; they're usually very quick and stuff like that. Yeah. But I uh, I went to hit my block, and then uh, the guy next to me missed his block, and then there was a pitch to the tailback that came around my side. And my foot was planted, and then when the whole offensive line kind of collapsed over and then the linebackers came through, I was kind of like in a bad spot, and then just snapped, uh, you know? Fuck. Try to make a better sound effect there. Snack. It's, yeah, it's totally snapped, and I was freaking out. The most swing you've ever heard in your life. It's like, motherfucker, get the fuck off. Oh, uh, yeah. The f- move your fucking fucking this. Fucking uh, I get so bummed on broken and bones. Dude. It was so uh. much swearing, and I had this one coach, uh, Coach Leonard, who actually died a few years ago. Um I'm friends with his son on Facebook, so if, he, if you're listening, dude, uh, your dad was a good guy. I liked him a lot. He, um, but was very like no swearing. He was very like one of those dudes, oh, like he damn, did not yeah. want any swearing. You know, we're high school kids. I get it. he was probably trying to like discipline us or something. And um, it was you'll never get swearing. on. You'll never get on the Tonight Show if you swear, Hugh Allen. Yeah, he was, he was looking <laughs> out for my comedy back then. Said, they like him clean. <laughs> Johnny Carson likes him clean. And then he, uh, I remember like you, like everyone got the fuck away from me. You know, they finally pulled the whole pile and you see me on the bottom like flailing about. He's just like Joe, calm down. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I, I like swore in his face, the fuck. And so then at the end of the practice, because they like wheeled me up. The practice was close to being over anyway. Like you know, the trainers came out and like we're like, all right, we're gonna like you know elevate you and lift you up because I couldn't put any weight on, of course. Yeah. And then we're gonna take you back to the, the the high school. And then my stomach came, picked me up, and took me to the hospital because it wasn't like emergency room fucking go. And on the bus back to because this was like during double, so our, we took a bus to like the forest preserve to practice. On like the edge of the city there, and on the way back, a good buddy of mine who listens a little bit, my buddy Vince, they well they asked the one coach said, well besides Joe, is anyone else hurting? And my friend Vince goes, my virgin ears are hurting from Kilgallen's profanity. Like, and that line killed, of course. It's a good, it was a good high school riff. Um, hey, there you go, there you go, Vinny. There you go, Vinny. <laughs> Getting one in. But yeah, it fucking sucked, man. Um, but like I was saying, with the whole you know with the mentality of being a skateboarder, I, I feel like whatever you're doing in this world. You know, this doesn't have to be comedy, everybody. If you're enjoying it, just worry about that. Yeah. Because I think it's you're gonna get better naturally. Oh, it's so hard to keep you know, sight of that though. I looked forward to baseball practice as a kid in grade school every practice. So I naturally got better at baseball. 
You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm not in the pros, you but like you, I was solid. What you are know? you psyched like, on? Yeah, like whatever you're psyched on, whatever you're pumped on. The more you focus on that, like I really do. I do believe in the law of attraction in that sense. I don't believe the secret thing where it's like just just imagine it and it'll show up at your no, door. No, think about it and work hard as fuck at it. That that, that part of it, I 100% um, subscribe to, mainly because. So many super successful people say that's what I did. Yes. You, they're, they're like the most successful people in the world will go, well, what'd you do? They go, okay, well, every day that I made a plan, I focused on the plan, that became my life, I worked hard at it every day, and then it all happened. How about that shit? The thing, Crazy, the right? The thing that like the, when I'm like feeling unmotivated or I don't want to get out, I don't want to go like do the things I need to be doing, I heard this thing that's like really stuck in my brain where this guy was like, in five years, what will you wish you had done today? It's like, Ooh, I like that a lot. Dog, that'll fucking get you going, dude. In that book. Like, you're going to be dead, dog. What do you want to be doing? I came across someone who said something like, uh, maybe it was on some podcast. It's on this one now, so just listen to this one. You're going to go to the one I'm about you're to You're in reference. the right place. There you go, right? Where the people who get told you have two years to live, they've actually come to the conclusion that they like that better than just dying suddenly. Dude. If I you mean, die suddenly, it's just, you're gone. Oh, you're yeah. But if you're told by a doctor you have two years to live, it's like, well, I'm right, gonna I better make these start. I better get busy living the dude. best two years of my life. Fuck and yeah. there was another thing. It's in the. It's in the. I will give this out because this book was recommended by other people, so I should keep it going. The book Art of War, or the War on Art. The War on Art is called not Art of War. Art of War is uh, Sung Zoo. Yeah, Sun, yeah. Sun yeah. No, yeah. You nailed that. Uh, but the it's by uh, Stephen Prestfield or Prestfield, something like that. It's called uh, the War on Art. And in it, he references how there was a guy he knew who worked like hospice care for people who were like terminally ill or not term, not terminally ill, because obviously you're not going to be right from that. But from people who ju- he did counseling for people who just found out they got cancer. Damn, dude. So Heavy. they just found out they got can- cancer. He's their counselor. He tells them, what's the thing you've always wanted to do your whole life? OK, we're going to do that now. And then they go, yes, okay, I've always wanted to do this. And then they went back to that. Like the one person was like, you know, I always wanted to be like, you know, I always wanted to just play the guitar and become great at guitar. But then, you know, life got in the way and, you know, job promotion, this, this. And, you know, I've never even been happy in my job. I've hated my job and I stopped playing the thing I love. But now that I know that I've got cancer and life, I could be dead soon, I'm going to go back to this. They went back to focus on the things that actually brought them joy and the things that they wanted to be. Those are the things that they fell into because – Oh, it was safe. It was the safe route. And that man was Peter Frampton. Yeah, man. He came <laughs> he alive. The greatest guitarist. <laughs> how Frampton comes alive, literally. Uh, but uh, no, but get this. A lot of them, the cancer went into remission. Yeah. Because they finally started to live. Damn, that's and then tight. And just something about the body was like, all right, cool. This is your second chance. We're yes. going to get rid of that shit. Joe, now, you, you know? can be fired up, dude. But I do definitely, you know, coupling it with the thing we we're talking about where it's like, you know, what, what you want to be good at, focus on and work hard. That's what you're attracting. I do think you have to get into the right mentality, the right mindset of that too, because every now and then I'll talk to some people about what they want to do and they, they are working towards it, but there's oh, there they don't realize they're setting, they're setting up little roadblocks. Oh yeah. Where dude, they go, that's, that shit if I could just so get this real. though, or if I could just get that though, I'm so just, guilty of that. Yeah, I know I am too. A lot of times where instead of just enjoying the moment and appreciating what you have and, and you're still working hard, obviously they get caught up in, well, I can't do that because, you know, this person who I like did it, but they also got this break. Or they like they always look for these little excuses yes. where, you know, because someone will come along to them going, oh, you want to do this? Well, here's what you should do. Well, here's why I can't. Do. Well, stop that. Get get that fucking I can't bullshit out of your head. Yes. And it does that kind of like changing your mentality going into things. I, I do believe makes sense because 
there's been times where I've been in a bad mood. I go on stage and I have a shit sex. I'm in a bad mood. So well, I, well, but I bet there's also been times that you went on stage in a horrible mood and then you had a fucking great set and then you felt awesome after. Yes, but you know what I'll try to do usually before that? Unless if I if I go in with a horrible mood and I walk up with the horrible mood, something will usually have to change that real quick up front. Right. Like maybe maybe something maybe I got to laugh where I didn't expect to laugh. Yeah. Because I came up there and wolf, you know, in a ranty way, and then I got him. But for people who aren't in the world of entertainment, think about if you get invited to a party, and you're on your way to the party, and you're like, this party's gonna suck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That party is gonna suck. Because you're already in the mindset that party's going to suck. Yes. But if you're going to that party going, this party's going to fucking rock. Yes. This party's going to yes. kick ass. Then you're probably going to have a good time. Hell yeah. So even though in your head you're like, this guy doesn't throw good parties, you're going. You've already committed to going. Yeah. So why go the, in with the, the shit attitude? The mindset's, yeah, I, the, it, exactly what you're saying, I, I agree with 100% where you're like, where you go in being like, this party's going to suck. All right. You know it's going to suck. So what are you going to do to make it fucking awesome? Yeah. You've already you've already acknowledged the, that there's an issue. Work in the reality that you're given and make it fucking tight. There you go, there you go. Like I remember one time a group of comedians. This was right around Christmas. Like we got kicked out of one bar for some stupid reason. This is uh, anyway. This bar had like a leak and water was like dripping down like right by the entrance. And you tried to fight the leak? No, I was no. That was that was at a good mood at the time. Um, oh, dude, I'll fight a leak off. Get me started about fighting oh, a leak. Oh, fucking pipe gives me the eyeball. Dude, I'll oh. fucking headbutt a pipe real stick. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, what happened was, so like a bunch of like actually pretty attractive girls. It was a bar in Lincoln park, which for those of you who aren't in Chicago, it's like a real trendy neighborhood. DePaul university is there. So there's a lot of beautiful women in their twenties who live and hang out in that neighborhood. They walked in and they saw the leak. I mean, they're just like, Oh wow. And a couple comics were like, come on in. The water's warm. You know, like being like, it was fucking creepy. And if I don't blame those girls for being like, yeah, we're fucking leaving. Um, <laughs> cause they walk in right away and they're like, the place is flooding. And these dudes look like the biggest scumbags we've ever seen. Correct. And they were not wrong, these ladies. <laughs> so they leave, and the one owner or our manager saw them and was like, "What the? F- you know what? You guys get the fuck out of here, too. And I kind of didn't blame him because he's like, I'm running a business, and you guys are standing there. And clearly my business is shitty. I'm trying to make money to fix this leak. Yeah. Bro. He was like, the leak was unexpected because it wasn't there at the start of us hanging out. So all of us leave, like 20, 20 comedians. And there's a bar that, like, everyone has a bar like this where you're from. So I'll describe it very quickly. It's John Barleycorn for you Chicago people. And Barleycorn's basically where every douchey person you know would go to because they think it's, like, this trendy spot. But really it's an overrated, overpriced, loud, blah, blah, blah. But the thing was, it wasn't overpriced that day. It was like a Tuesday, and I knew they had $2 beers. There it is, $2 Tuesday. Yeah, so I was like, hey, let's go in here. And they're like, dude, fuck that, man. This is like where douchebags hang out. And, you know, this and, you're, like, and you're like, guys, we're douchebags. I go, we're, there's 20 of us. <laughs> and I said, if we walk in here as 20 of us, we're going to carve our own little corner and have a great time. Hell yeah. It's like some people think that like when you go into a bar, you have to shake hands and meet all the people who are it's there. It's insane. You're like, you realize that this is just a place that sells booze. Take advantage of the special. You have to fucking you know become best friends with everyone who's there. Yeah, never not once stand up at your wedding. Come on, never once has someone been like, "You got to go to this bar. It's amazing." Have I walked in and had a life changing experience? No, never. I've never been like, "This place is amazing." Even bars that everyone loves, I'm still just like, someone tried to tell me, someone was saying Old Town Ale House is the best bar in Chicago. What? Look, I have had great times at Old Town Old Town Ale House, but the best bar in Chicago. And then also it made me think, wait a minute. What is the best bar? Is there such a thing as the best bar? Dude, that's when people come to town and you got to show people around is a nightmare. 
because they're expecting some like transformative experience. We're going to go to this bar that's going to be so different. It's like the bar in Denver that you're coming from is the exact same as the bar in Chicago. Yeah, they're pretty bars everywhere. Pretty much. I mean, obviously, some, who are you with? Who some are the people? Pubs and bars are more fun than other. Obviously, Kilgallen's Pub is the most fun pub on the on the internet. But like, subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, like. Like Galway Bay, where we're going to be recording live, everyone on St. Patty's Day morning, St. Patrick's Day this Sunday, March 17th, will be recording live at 10 a.m. Chicago Standard Time. I was going to originally 8 a.m., backed up to 9 a.m., and then even for James Webb, we backed up to 10 a.m. So we're going to be live there for a couple hours. I'm going to do some uh, man-on-the-street segments with drunk people who walk by and try oh, to get fun. some fun content for everybody. So yeah, definitely check that out this Sunday morning. For I take you. back everything I said. Galway Bay is dope as fuck. No, that bar is amazing. <laughs> the bar is amazing. No, I they love that pool. bar. They got darts. They got karaoke. They got old they video got games. They got old video games. They got you can play Nintendo. Yeah, it really is a great bar. Free popcorn. The owner calls you a cunt in a fun way. Yes, no, it, no. Galway Bay is one of the best bars of all time. Yep, I've like, I've like, I take a back lot everything of bars. I said. This bar called Galvin's in my neighborhood. That I think is fantastic. Look, there are great bars. Keenan but, but the idea to be like, Park. nice. That there's the idea to be in like, this is the best bar is weird to me because. As much as I do like Old Town Ale House, which, by the way, everyone's by Second City in the Chicago area, so like a lot of famous Chris Farley used to do Coke there. Uh, yeah, when you walk in, it's like it's covered wall to wall with caricatures of like famous comics yes. and, shit like, and actors. And shit there's like no TV. I, saw, I can't I, say anything's the best bar if they don't have a TV. They have a TV. Do they? Yeah. One just, small one? It, 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 yeah. It's Old a Town bu- Ale House? Maybe it's, they do have one small it's a one. Tiny, I've never seen a TV it's, a t- it's tiny. It's I like think a it two is. TV from like 1974. No, you're right. I remember it's, watching it's, a Cubs game there once, actually. at the end of the bar over uh, yeah. on top of like a refrigerator. After a Second City class, I remember watching a Cubs game there on a really small tube TV when I was... Like I took improv before I ever did stand up, and I remember going oh, shit, over there too. after like because it was like opening day, and I'm like I gotta go over there. This was opening day 2006. I remember Juan Pierre tripled the lead off the game. That's how crazy my brain is. I can remember like opening day stuff. And anyway, though, yeah. So they do have a little TV, but to me, I remember saying that to someone. They're like, "Well, you don't need a TV to bar." I'm like, "Look, though, I get it. Some people like to just have the conversation and right. that aspect, and other people want to see sports highlights. I get that. Everyone's different. I can't say a bar is the best if they don't have a TV because. Osama bin Laden gets murdered. Or not murdered, but the United States finally kills Osama bin Laden. I know people who didn't know about it until the next day because they were at a bar that didn't have a TV. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I think they heard they got text from it like later, but they're like, oh fuck, I didn't even know. Like and I remember being at an open mic where there was no TV and we all went downstairs to watch the shit. And someone's like, Hey, you're up in two. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going up. Skip me, put someone else up. And they're like, Really, man? I'm like, motherfucker, this is history on television. Yeah. Okay, I want to see this. It means more to me than doing four minutes on your open mic. Oh, man. Not being an asshole, but like, what, what, are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm this the, is huge shit right here. I'm the exact opposite. I would be like, man, fucking getting bumped by Bin Laden, this fucking <laughs> cocksucker. You say that in retrospect from yes. it, but if it were like, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay, Trump gets assassinated and you're at an open mic. Do you go up? Or do you want to see the crazy? Oh no, I I don't go to open mics for two years because I don't want to hear about these fucking hack oh, yeah. Trump assassination jokes. It was my idea to kill him like that. Oh uh, yeah, shit. get the fuck out of here. That's, that's what are we just saying right now? We're just now we're now we're like uh, the FBI is now wiretap this podcast. People of comedy does not endorse assassination attempts. Yes, we do not. Everybody, that's another thing though. Hey, but yeah, people talk about how the world's terrible. In the '60s, we had way more unrest and people were getting assassinated. Yeah. Like, come on, fuck off. I can't stand that shit. It's the worst it's ever been. America's never been more divided. Never been more divided. There was a civil fucking war, dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we not remember the Civil War? Remember when 600,000 people, people died? each other? Yeah, way people uh, were fighting yeah. each other to own black people. That was way fucking worse than you being <laughs> triggered by some words. <laughs> Jesus. Damn, that's hilarious. Anyway, man. Um, So I did want to... We talked about Michael Jackson. We didn't really get into the whole thing about it. But, like... 
I'm the worst person to talk to about that. I do not give a fuck. No, I don't. I, don't. I, well, I just like, want to ask you this, man. Are you at a, if you're at a party next weekend and Michael Jackson's songs come on, are you just like, why are they playing this? Oh, I don't give a fuck. But you don't give a fuck. You don't, I don't care give about a fuck. that. I haven't cared about Michael Jackson ever. Do you like his music? I, really. I mean, it's, it's not your thing. It's fine. What, what pretty, are you into music wise? Uh, I listen to like I have a pretty eclectic taste music wise. My favorite band's Pup. They're like a punk band from Toronto. Okay, I've They're heard like, of Pup. That's their flag over there. I'm wearing this is I'm wearing their shirt right now. Oh, That's okay. A, I'm like I love them. No, I don't know any of their stuff, but I know the name. They're great the name. too. They're the, they put on the best live show I've ever seen. Awesome. See, uh, I like that you appreciate that though, because I was talking about some people know who last week or two weeks two weeks ago Adam Burke said Prince or Michael Jackson. Because he does a game with people where they do like a fun either or. Yeah. It's got to be two people who are like titans. Yes. You know, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Beatles, Rolling Stones, yes. Prince, Michael Jackson. Who do you pick? And whoever you pick, it erases all the other person. So, like, you really have to put some thought into it. Oh, Prince. Done. See, I didn't. I picked Michael no, Jackson. Jackson. More of an entertainer. Prince, way better musician. Okay. Way better. Yes. But also, he said you take you take out the personal shit. Because some people were like, well, you get rid of Michael Jackson just because you don't want him molesting children. Right. He goes, no, nah, that's not part of it. You get rid of it. It's just solely on the stuff they've released. And I get it. Some people are way more into Prince. And I like Prince a lot, so it's a tough one. But to me, I think Michael Jackson as an entertainer. R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein. I get rid of, oh, shit. Easy for me. R. R. Kelly. I get rid of R. Done. Kelly, yeah. Because no, Harvey Weinstein, way more. Miramax put out so many Dude, great well, movies. I, I don't get to watch uh, No Scream. No Pulp Fiction. No fucking, yeah, so no Tarantino. Fiction, yeah, Tarantino no, no, Kevin, no Kevin Smith movies. That's true. And we don't get we don't get mall rats. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting was Miramax. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of all their movies. Yeah, what? You know oh. why they're Miramax? Because the Weinstein's mother is yeah, Mira you and kill, their father's Max. Yeah, Miramax. you erase R. Kelly from history. What? Some proms don't have one song to play. You don't get. I believe I can fly, which is pretty good. <laughs> I don't. I believe I can fly is pretty good, but someone else would have written something similar. Sort of. Oh fine. yeah, the editor of Space Jam can't find another track to fucking yeah, put over. Yeah, because honestly, Space Michael Jam Jackson. had like six other hot tracks. Yeah, dude. Come and ride the train, choo choo, and, and ride, ride it. it. Mm-hmm. Basketball Jones. I, I got a basketball Jones. That's a good Come one on, too, dog. man. Um, didn't Seal have a song on there? Maybe not. No. Anytime I think of Seal, I think of Russ Williamson's joke where he's like, "Every there's so many potholes in Chicago. Every street in Chicago looks like Seal's face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Russ Williamson was on the pod. I got to get him back on. That's Russ, well, so we'll end on this then. We'll get to that part. Um, sorry, everybody listening. I keep saying I'm going to do this the questions thing that we did with Rebecca, and I did the questions with some other people. I got to start remembering. Maybe I'll have listeners submit. Um, Ooh, yeah. We're almost at our one year anniversary. The St. Patrick's Day episode we're going to do this Sunday will be the one year anniversary of Kilgallen's Pub. Also, episode fifty two, so fifty two weeks, fifty two episodes. Pretty happy about that. And then, um, and well, I'll tease this right now. We have Toby's girlfriend, funny comedian Samantha Berkman, joined by Tessa Orzak. Oh, the return! The return of Tessa, as we all remember from. Actually, I had to take her podcast down because she's looking for a job right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, though, so that podcast is a lot of people remember involved a lot of yelling and um, swearing. Well, obviously swearing, but some tears and some some. It got pretty heated. It was a crazy episode that uh, a lot of people were like, "Holy shit, man!" It sounded like it sounded like it got really real. And I'm like, "Yeah, it did." But uh, Tessa and I are great. I like her a lot, and that's gonna be a fun one. That'll be um, Tuesday, March 19th. Will be live. It'll come out. You know, the podcast still comes out every Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, so some big stuff for season two of Killgallon's Pub, as I'm going to call it. And I was doing this thing where I was asking, like, asking random stupid, like, questions like you'd ask if you're friends at a bar. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, how'd you lose your virginity and stuff like that. And Oh, uh, couch, all- couch of the theater of my high school. There you go. In the high school? Oh, yeah. You banged in the high school? Fucking yeah, well, I went to well, I, well I went to a, I went to boarding school for high school. There you go. That makes it even crazier. Yeah. 
There's women at boarding school. I thought boarding school were like men military. No, nah, I went to I went to like a progressive boarding school. So it was like uh, 90 kids, no grades, like all hippied out, like no janitorial or maintenance staff. So we would like twice a week, the kids would like chop wood to heat the buildings and like mow the lawns and fucking clean everything. No wonder you hate everything. You've never lived in reality. <laughs> like, no. Facts. I went to military boarding school and nobody was fucking. Uh, well, that you know of. That I know of. There you go. <laughs> don't, poor, ask, poor don't ask, don't ask, don't tell, baby. Poor James getting that wrist strong while everyone else is getting them hip strong, you know? <laughs> so I was saying that when Russ Williamson was on the podcast, he recently talked about how he just became sober, but he was still smoking a lot of weed. And I go, you know what? I'll join you. And because, you know, I, I think marijuana should be legalized, of course. And, I, and, I, oh, yeah, and I'm, a, I'm a fan, but I just don't smoke it because I usually have to wake up early and I sleep too good. I sleep too good on that stuff. So, but yeah. that night, I remember the next day was like my day to sleep in as a parent. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I was silly as fuck. Everything he was saying was making me cry with laughter. I was just giggling. <laughs> and Russ Williamson, everyone, I got him. Maybe I'll share the clip to, uh, I'll tweet it out from the Killgallons Pub Twitter. He was on fucking Apollo, live at the Apollo. Dog, as I saw a that. Fucking like 12 year old Dog, or 13 year old. Ninth grade. Ninth grade. And so he a 14, killed 15. it. He killed it. He sang. He didn't know. People were like, oh, the comedian Russ Williamson, what did he do? Comedy as a 14 year old? No, he no, sang, he sang. A, when a he man loves a woman. He originally wanted to be a singer. Smashed it. Well, there were black women were like fanning themselves up. Yeah, he's Hell got a great yeah. voice. I've Hell always yeah. said to him about him, he's got a great voice. And, I, and when he was on the podcast, we talked about his voice. And and But I didn't remember him ever telling a story about him being on that. But Brian Morton, who has been on the podcast as well, is a manager of the Laugh Factory. Great to make some great hot sauce that we reviewed on, our, on my show. He does make a great hot sauce because when I did, he makes drinks with us with that hot sauce included man, in it. It's good, dude. He's great, man. Um, I got to get him back on. Actually, he uh, he shared the the clip of it's like Steve Harvey introducing him. You're like, holy shit! Like, yeah, it's hilarious. This was spent. Like, I don't know why he hasn't hit up Steve Harvey to be like, let's reunite this shit. Because Steve Harvey is like, who the fuck are you? But if he hit him up, to showing him the clip, saying let's bring this back, man. Like, I live in town. You film here. Let's uh, let's do it. I think Steve Harvey might be like, I think that's a cool idea. Let's let's, let's bring you back on. We could show what the reality became because he's like kind of like an athletic looking ninth grader with, with <laughs> the voice of an angel. <laughs> Sounds like a goddamn nightingale. <laughs> and now he looks like nine of that kid. Yes, although he's lost about a hundred pounds, dude, he's and he's, he's looking good. He is looking, he's good, looking now, good. But he would have a sense of humor about it, Russ. Well, Hell he, yeah, he definitely would. So I think that. Oh, yeah, I bust his balls. We got to we got to get that to happen. So, uh, Toby, you have not drank in how long? Oh shit! I can check. By the way, don't you're like my seventh sober podcast. So don't. Lubria Butcher does not drink. I had her. I had them on the podcast. You get it, baby. But you know, I never fuck it up when I'm around yeah. people who go like that because I respect the decisions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Cole Cabana, independent wrestling superstar. Is he? But is he, he like? Not, a, is he like a never drink? I think maybe he said he drank a little in college. Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe he never right. drank. He might have never drank. 449 days. 449 days. Nice, yeah. man. He got an app, so it's that's over yeah. a year and some change. Good yeah. job. Congrats. That's got to feel good, right? It does. Do you dude. think you'll ever go back to it, or you just never for the rest of your life? Oh, I thought about it. I thought about it the other day. I was like, dude, a relapse is gonna feel great <laughs> because <laughs> I'm gonna have a blast. I only ask because there are some people I've met who don't drink for the reason of like it's just health reasons. And I go, were you? Not? They they weren't alcoholics. They were just like. I don't drink. No, see, just don't believe in putting that stuff in my body. That's what? just how they're. No, no, no. I think Colt me. is more of that. Colt's not an alcoholic. He was just a guy who was like more straight edge. You know, I, I ripped the governor off my brain when I was like nineteen, like on purpose. You ripped the what off your brain? The governor. What does that mean? You know, like the things they put I've on cars so they, they they can they can only go a certain speed. Yeah. So I like ripped. I like I in my head was like, all right, 
I want to, because everything I do, I'm like, we're fucking doing it full bore. Let's get after it. Nice. So I started, literally made the decision. To that sounds like a good thing to me. To tr- well. <laughs> but not without, not without calling drugs, though. No, no. I was like, I was like, let's, I want to be good at this. Especially in a city like this one that has such a hard drinking culture. I was like, I never want to be. You came here at 19? Yeah. Oh wow, cool. Uh, yeah, and I've been do- I've been Sorry. doing comedy in Chicago since 2011. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was like, I want to be able to stand toe to toe with anybody who's who like fancies himself a drinker. You know what I mean? So I would like go after it with the intention of getting my tolerance as high as possible. And like, cause my mom, my mom said something to me when I was a kid, when she was like, she was like a businesswoman in the 90s. She was like, Yeah, you need to know how to drink. Like if you go to a meeting with the, like a hot, with a bunch of high class suits, you need to be able to order your drink and like and hang with those guys. Like you can't be sloppy. You got to be able to fucking throw down, right? My dad's telling me how to pick up like rich uh, divorcees or something like that, and your mom's telling you how to like drink with the big boys. This is yeah, good. it's good parenting. And then I, think I it is actually good parenting. And then I took that to be like I need to be able to party with the Hell's Angels. <laughs> 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 so I. So I would just really get after it. I love I love drinking culture. I love fucking getting getting like there's no way to bond with someone better than getting fucking bombed with them. It's so fun. Yeah, I, I kind of don't I don't disagree with that. And I've I've told people I'm like the because I've I've asked people to be on the podcast. Like Kristen Toomey, she's like, well, I don't drink, and I go, no, it's right. not about. I can have sober people on. Yeah, the point of the podcast is more the conversations you'd have in a pub. Yeah, which 100%. I think are great because they could go anywhere. It's like yeah, a yeah. free form, and it's it, people are a little bit looser naturally. So I wanted to recreate that. It's not about like let's get fucked up, right? Although we have Joe McMahon threw up at the end of one episode. Hell yeah, love Joe McMahon. Um, Joe good McMahon's ass friend. Gotten had a guy. bunch of fun getting hammered with that. He dude. is um, he is one of the funniest dudes around. And uh, you know, oh, I've yeah, had easily. I've had people like we, me and Tessa were swearing at each other, getting loud. I had another podcast where I had to like cut the second half because everyone was interrupting each other so much that nobody really came off good. Yeah, uh, which maybe I'll. You know what? I'm. Right. I don't know if I'm. Th- I don't know if I'm there yet, but I might. Uh, that might be for the Patreon. Hey, do it. Put it out. I don't know if I'm there the yet. A couple. Fans. A couple f- fans have asked me if I was fucking no, uh, no narcs a, making a Patreon, and um, I am. I'm not. I'm, I will eventually, but again, you know, I don't. I don't get into this to try to make a bunch of money again because I really love right. doing it. Yeah. But if I could get some, it could make things be- easier and better, and yeah, yeah, we could put production. more money into it in production, yeah. and that's probably what would happen. You know, reinvest in it. So, um, you you. You went after you. You tried to become one of oh, the big boys. Yeah, and I am one of the big boys. Like they got my fucking jersey retired over the Laugh Factory bar, son. Like nice I, man. I've put away a lot of because I remember drinking with you when I came back to town to visit yeah. when I was living in L.A. at um, Samantha's apartment yeah. over there by camp. We used to have after parties there. Once yeah. A week. yeah, I remember that being fun. I remember playing beer pong with you. You yeah, know what I mean? Excellent at beer pong. I thought, I mean, I can't remember who won, but I think you were pretty good. I remember you being at the table I longer be, than I can most sh- people. I can shotgun a beer faster than anyone else I've ever met. Really? It's never been beaten. Cool. I mean. You'd probably be, I'm not the drinker I used to be, but I remember being really good back in the day. I wasn't shotgunning like a can, you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can do it with my thumb. I was pretty good with a can for a while. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so you're 29. You haven't drank in almost in a year and a half, so you yeah. probably stopped when you were 27. 27. 27, right? How I quit is a pretty good story. So if you would have met me when I was 27, it would have been a hell of a go if we would have gone head to head. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. There was a video that came up in my Facebook memories. I went to this uh, the bar that hosts Timothy, uh, the bar that hosts comedians you should know called Timothy Tools in downtown Chicago. They have like a annual like one year anniversary like party for like like their staff and everyone, you know. And um, they invited me to it, and they were doing a thing where they were doing like 
chugging contest. Oh, yeah. And someone said, King Gallon, you do one. And I was going against Carlos, who's one of the bartenders. And some people were like, this guy's going to fuck you up. And I, I kind of gave them a look like, I'm good at this, though. So I don't really know if that's going to happen. Like, I wasn't being yes. cocky about it because I was like, maybe this guy's great. He's a bartender, you know? Yeah. And we did the chugs and I downed it and I put it down and, like, he was still going and everyone's like, what the? People, people didn't even cheer. They were more, like, in shock at how quickly I did it. If it's a cup, I'm going to, I'm going to wreck shop. But, Cans, I've got my acid reflux has never been that great because you need a good acid reflux to chug a can real well. I, I would, like. I used to shotgun beers. I was shotgun beers alone all the time. I like love. You're doing it alone beer. all oh, the man, time. You were putting in the reps. All, yes, you were doing. Curls I wanted. At home. To, yeah, I'm telling you, I Damn. came in with the mindset to achieve. So yeah, so you ended because you were an alcoholic. Yeah. Oh yeah. So 100%. you know you couldn't do it again. Well, it's, uh, don't I mean, don't don't relapse, man. You don't need to do that. Yeah. No. no the so this is how it went down. Okay. So I drank hard as fuck from like. 19 to 27 gotcha uh i was i was at a point where like comedy was in my life had been for a couple years uh it's all i did and i kept on hitting these walls where i was like why aren't i getting to where i want to be and then the answer kept being because i'm fucking drunk all the time Uh so in my head i was like all right if you could quit drinking to get 10 percent better would it be worth it and i was like without a question and then from then on, it was like, okay, then that's the answer. And I ignored that for like six months and just kept partying super hard. And I went out one night and I'd already been thinking about like, fuck, this is like out of control. I can't, I can't stop. I would like leave the bar and then grab vodka on the way home or uh, like. That's just saving good money. Oh, well, yeah, it's practical. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to buy, you got to buy shit that's on sale and you got to yeah, get I mean, a I brought this beer from home. my fridge at home. Hey, there you go, baby. And, and forgot that you don't drink. So I've got like nine beers left here. <laughs> uh so I went out one night with some friends. Uh, we were doing a bunch of drugs, just like doing a bunch of coke at this random house, right? So they had like a drum set, and there were these random people, and I was like playing drums with this dude. And he was playing guitar, and then everybody started leaving, and then I just kept hanging out like way longer than I should have, drinking all their booze, doing all their drugs. And I woke up the next day, and I didn't have my I, my ID was a passport, and that's what I used as a wallet. I kept my card in it. I'd lost it, so I had no ID, and I had no debit card you know what man i hate to do this could you tell this story to james because i have to piss like you wouldn't fucking believe okay go. Piss, i'm gonna go be piss. like 30 seconds talk to james about um or plug your podcast i'll plug my podcast yeah yeah, yeah baby so uh the, the show was called hot shit we had to rename it because itunes doesn't allow profanity because they're a bunch of children yeah so we're calling it the sauce i got a group of regular comics we come in every week uh it's like a comic hang we shit on each other we talk about different stuff that's happening and then we review different hot sauces every week how was your how was your monday after the death nut challenge oh my we did this thing called the death nut challenge where it's five five different it's five of the hottest peppers on the planet coated around these peanuts that as you progress they get hotter and hotter so by the end it's carolina reaper and then pure capsation extract uh, which is 13 million Scoville, which I think a jalapeno is something like 1,200. Yeah. So that shit was fucked up, dude. It ruined the podcast, to be quite honest. Like, like it's like fun. Yeah, we're people, having a good time. People were puking. And then, Dwayne Marvin Jr. threw up. It, it, it grinded it to a complete halt. But the, the idea was to have whoever finished the challenge gets the name of the show. But we all did it like a bunch of dummies. Yeah. Uh, so, it, oh, it's just a nightmare. But a lot of fun. You should check, check that out. We're on the... We got it up on the YouTube. We're going to be on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that shit. ASAP, now that we got the very soon yeah. the, the child-appropriate name. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, too, because like, you can mark a podcast explicit. On yeah, iTunes. and also look at the titles of music that's on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Wow. Shit, sorry. 
All right, Joe's Joe's back in the Joe's back from fresh off the piss. Broke oh, hot damn, dude! <laughs> that was that was a long piss, man. That was I felt good. Okay, so sorry. Anyway, you up all cocaine night. up all night up all night. Lost my ID and my debit card, so I was like, okay. The, I and Sam was out of town at the time, which is like key. So I had the apartment to myself. That's his girlfriend, everyone. I I woke up. I was like, all right, we got. I'd be real fucking honest with myself. I was like, doggy, you just like ruined the people's night. You stayed at their apartment way too long. You fucking lost all your shit. There's physically no way for you to get booze unless you steal it, which I've done a ton, but I wasn't going to do it. I was like, I'm over it. Too old for that. So I was like, all right, there are 23 beers in this apartment. Like a kid who gets caught smoking cigarettes and the dad's like, you're going to smoke a, you're going to smoke a carton. Uh. <laughs> I was like, this is what's, this is what's about to happen. You are going to drink every beer in this apartment and then that's it. So I fucking got the Bluetooth speaker out, fucking cranked the tunes, wow. and went after it. Had a fucking blast, one-man party, send-off, just shotgun and beers in my kitchen, listening to my favorite bands, fucking one last this hurrah. This begs the question, if you're going to have one last hurrah, what's your playlist? <laughs> oh, oh it's, damn. dude! It put was, that one out to the listeners. Oh, yeah. What's your... What, you get one party. What's your... Yeah, you're, you're, this is my last night of drinking. What music do you want to hear? Yeah, dog. Because you want to mix that up. You don't want to just like... You know, you don't want just your favorite... I mean, obviously, if you just choose your favorite band, you'll be satisfied. But I feel like if I had my one last night of like really getting after it... I would want to have to mix it up. It's going to be some stuff I have to dance to, some stuff I can just bang my head to, some stuff where I'm like, these lyrics are great. It's fun to drunkenly sing along yes. to. You got to have that nice deep cuts. I, yes. I, I was I was throwing on like like full blast like music that I'd be like embarrassed to actually put on at a party because I like I like it, but I know that other people hate it and shit like that. You know, like bands that are embarrassing, but you're like, nah, fuck yeah, dude, my kid oh, no, totally, has some I'm jams. So I'm so over people. Like when you get older, you stop giving a fuck about other people's opinions. Oh yeah, stuff. it's the best part of it, really, about getting older. And I remember, um, the fuck song was it? It was some silly ass song that like it. I've got a pocket full of pocket full of sunshine. It was on it. So I'm like, <laughs> it came out in a Walgreens and I was with a bunch of comics. I'm like, you know what? I really like this song. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes, it's catchy as shit. This is a good song. I don't know why I liked it. And I remember thinking like, why did I feel for a second that I couldn't tell them I liked it? Yeah. I'm over that. People listening. If you like something, just fucking, like just it. Own it. Just own it. Who cares? Own it, dude. Oh, you liked it? That band's stupid. Well, you so is your fucking mother. That's what you say, and then you win. Yeah. Every time you win with that comeback. But I fucking, yeah, I drank my face off. I drank every single one of those beers, passed out in my kitchen. I like how you went out, man. F- uh, dude, you went out with a, like a bang. You had like, to. You had to. Only that is, way that to is do a it. fireworks grand finale. Dude. Did you, did you, how badly do you throw up afterwards? Are you. Oh, I, oh, Doug, I puked every day Good. for five years. So, okay, so you're. I'm a puker too. Oh, when, yeah. I, when I was in my heyday, I threw up a lot. Oh, dude! I, I and no, I know. See, we could, Joe. We could be walking down the street, and I could puke standing next to you, and you would not know. Yeah, you're just. That, you're I'm just, a puke ninja. Yeah, and you keep just going, a little. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. All right. All right, cool, man. That's that's a skill. That's something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I had it. Like, dude, my puking though, you would notice because I've got the dry. Like, I make. You it. ever puke blood? Uh. I think one time I was like, well, I don't remember. What is that? Dude? Yeah. I had a cherry popsicle. I swear to God, that's what that was. <laughs> but Cheetos. I remember throwing up really bad ones. Yeah, puking blood sucks. And my friend was like, Jesus Christ, you sound like a horse trying to orgasm. Because I have like the real like, Ugh! like I do that. Where yeah. like when people hear it, they're like, I'm going to puke too. I'm going to puke too. Yeah. And I meet people who don't get hangovers. Like Jonah Jerkins has been on the podcast. He's like, I just don't get hangovers. It's impervious. Like, the that first podcast, like the very the episode one of Kill Gallon's Pub, everyone. 
Jonah Jerkins, Joe McMahon, who we mentioned earlier, Joe McMahon, when he was on the the sequel, when he was on his second episode of the podcast, ended up throwing up at the end of the podcast, like live. He he ran away to throw up while we were recording. Oh, that's great. I puked on the first episode of my show. We drank all this fucked up hot sauce, and I was way too confident. Yeah, that'll do it for you. And um, Jonah, we opened up because Jonah was in the middle of like a 37-day bender. Where he got drunk 37 days in a row. Oh, yeah. He was telling so, me about that. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about all these different benders. And he's like, I don't get hangovers. And right there, I'm just like, I want to fucking hit. I always want to hit those people. I went on a 10-year bender. Because to me, that's like the that's a skill. That's a skill to not get hangovers. That's that's a superpower in my world. See, and I had the other thing where I would get I would get hungover every day. So talking about like dealing with the reality, I would be able to disassociate to the point where I would be like throwing up in the morning. And in my head, I'm thinking like, what am I have for lunch? You know, like, oh, what's, what are we gonna do today? Oh, you really? Know, as I'm like, Ugh! So, so that's the true definition of stuff that's second nature to you. Yeah, just like, just like whatever. This I is like what, that, man. This is what we're doing. I'm learning some stuff about you I didn't know before. I, Toby, you've always been a guy that whenever I've seen, I've always been like, oh, I, I like, you know, we talk shop outside of some shows together, yeah. and you've always seemed to have like a good, uh, good outlook on things. You know what I mean? You're honest, which I dig. I try to be. You're funny as hell. Uh, you give a shit about comedy. You got a fun podcast. I like a lot of the stuff you're creating, and I hope to uh, to do some shit with you, man, to create with you. Uh, tell them where you, tell them where they could find you on like um, Twitter and 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 no Twitter, no, you're not on Twitter, no Twitter, Sorry. just Instagram. Instagram and Facebook or at just Toby McMullen. That's all you need. Just go to post Instagram. All my shit. Yeah. I, I do a lot of. Uh, video production. I'm always shooting stuff. Your YouTube channel, or is that in the works? That's, in, that's in the works. In the works. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Great. And then the podcast, uh, the sauce on the network. Check it out. And is it on uh, iTunes and everything, or not yet? Not yet, because we got denied because. Oh uh, well, fuck them. But just check it out. People of Comedy Network. You can find the links. You put the links up on like what Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, they're all on, on People Instagram. of Comedy's Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah people. Yeah, yeah. People of Comedy. Like the page, everyone. People of Comedy. Um, again, thanks for everyone listening. Toby, thanks for being on it. Thanks for having me, buddy. Dude, it's been a lot of fun. This has been Kill Gallons Pub. Cheers. <laughs>